Hello, and welcome back to Bard Rock Cafe Presents Masks Aftermath. If you're new to the series, in the distant future, there was a nuclear Armageddon. A portion of humanity was able to survive by cryogenically freezing themselves in underground bunkers. When they unthawed, several of them discovered they have genetic mutations that granted them special powers. Everyone, please introduce yourself, your character, and their power, starting with Justin. Uh, hi. My name is Justin, or Tensei, on a lot of things. I am playing Jack Locke, the bull. Uh, his power is uh, enhanced strength and agility based on these, like, mechanical gauntlets and greaves that he found. All right, uh, Susie. Hey, so I'm playing Valerie Lawless, and her ability is that she can um, touch any specific object and make people afraid of it. You know, undetermined amount of people <laughs> until, you know, the dice rolls. But anyway, yeah, so she's a reformed person sometimes, probably. Hi, I didn't see you there. Um, <laughs> I'm Marty. I'll be playing Cal Faulkner, hero name Hardlight. Um, kind of a Starfire meets Green Lantern situation going on with the power set. Uh, yeah. Right, and if you want to catch Marty in other things, Marty's also part of the Wayfaring Strangers D&D podcast. That and, is then true, we also that... and we also have Jazz from the Give Me the Loot podcast. Hey, thank you, thank you, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I am playing today um, Ayaz Rentula, a hero named Jatat, uh, who is a um, military kid who's a bit of a tryhard. Uh, power set is like a Captain America, but with, you know, uh, also energy blast. Not, you know, nothing crazy, but, you know, just enough to make him cool, sort of. And then last but not least, friend of the show, part-time editor, and one of our players today, Ursa Bearwalker. Hi, I'm that guy, Ursa Bearwalker. Um, I am playing today uh, Egon. He's a angsty teenager who is uh, kind of figuring out his powers and uh, kind of just generally a sad boy. So uh, we're uh, he's trying to figure his way out in this this post-apocalyptic world as the sort of lone survivor of you know his hometown. And before we dive back in, I do want to let the audience know we are currently raising money for Bard Rock Cafe's part-time editor, Ursa Bear Walker, who just spoke. Uh, Ursa's family recently had a medical emergency pop up, and uh, at our request, Ursa set up a GoFundMe so we could stream to raise some money to help with the unexpected expenses resulting from that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and drop a link to that in the chat shortly, and if you want to make some donations, we're trying to raise $500. We have currently raised $270, as you can see on your screen. And... Uh, we are going to be streaming the rest of the day today. There's another session on AOD cast after our session today. And then tomorrow, there are two more sessions planned in the afternoon. With that housekeeping out of the way, I'm just going to do that. If uh, somebody could drop that link in the chat while I'm getting ready to do the introduction, I will set this thing to what happened last time. Previously, the team was dispatched to investigate the sudden random radio silence of the bunker in Reno, Nevada. They discovered the bunker had been broken into and heavily irradiated, with most of the personnel abandoning it. 
they also learned the reason it was abandoned was a Las Vegas crime boss, Nick Gotti, had developed mind control powers and enthralled most of the Reno base. With that information, our heroes return to their own bunker with records from the Reno bunker, which are to be reviewed by General Mills. While Mills reviews the records, our heroes have some much-needed downtime. Uh, how will they spend it? Malpocalypse, at least, will be spending it recovering because they strained their powers during the last mission. Unfortunately, our sixth player, Jax, is unavailable today, so Mal is in the medical wing resting. Uh, so you have about two weeks of downtime while, Ms. while General Mills reviews the documents you provided from the Reno Bunker. I'm going to go through and just ask everybody what they're doing with their downtime. And based on what you do, we'll figure out mechanically if it has an impact. And also because two weeks are passing, you can remove all your conditions. What I need, uh, those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My conditions. Like, can I just stay mad? <laughs> all of our conditions will go away, and then depending on what we do on downtime, we might get them back. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is true. All right. Uh, Jack, would you like to go first? Uh, sure. I think, I think Jack spends a lot of his time uh, in, in training, probably with Jatat, sometimes by himself. And he is also, after the revelation from last time, he's spending a little bit more time in surveillance. Um, he is definitely kind of watching around, seeing if any of his other old friends are showing up as well. Right, so how we're going to resolve that? Uh, why don't we do Jatat, uh, Jack, and Mister Impervious in the training room? Okay. Uh, yep. So what what do you do for training? Are you sparring? Are you running a simulation? Are you just beating the crap out of Mister Impervious because he can't feel it? Uh, I mean we we established that we have like a danger room type thing, right? Exactly. That is exactly how the training room works: holograms, yeah, okay. machines, the whole spiel. Yeah, yeah. So, so like obstacle course, but stuff just flies out of the walls, kind of yes, thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like it's shooting like uh, like skeet shooting discs at you and stuff. Yeah, I think stuff that's, that won't hurt you, but like laser tagging you. I think I think that's. Oh, he definitely like if there is a if there is an option to to hurt him, Jack will turn it on. <laughs> you need General Mills' permission to override the safety protocols. I mean, he will have tried, whether that's whether whether they allow it or not, but he definitely right. would have asked. Oh, Gears, are you asking to override the safety protocols? That's very dangerous. Well, I mean, yes, but we've learned that the world outside is dangerous. We need to we need to be ready for it. And if I might be so bold, Training without stakes isn't helpful. Yes, and if you get injured and Mr. Gotti shows up and attacks our base, we'll be one less defender available. That's why I'm training, so we don't get injured. All right, uh, roll to... This one to come for a I'm trying to think of what the right one... I guess it would be provoke someone, because you're trying to manipulate him into doing what you want with your words. Yes, uh, I do not have any of the reference sheets pulled up because I'm watching like the chat and the donations and stuff. Uh, what is All what right. is provoke with? Uh, plus superior. Okay. So 
So that is a nine. A nine, uh, you can choose one. Uh, they stumble, take plus one against them. They air, you gain critical opportunity. Or they overreact, you gain influence over them. I believe contextually you gain the critical opportunity would be relevant here. You get what you want. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling the same way. All right, so the safety parameters are disabled. There is now live ammunition and lasers and stuff in the Shit. training room. Oh, okay, sure. cool. That escalated quickly. And actual battery grams that fly out of the walls. Yes, instead of skeet shooters, you have, like, uh, gadling guns and lasers. And, yeah, battering rams, saw blades. Like, what? There's... I love that there's no middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> there was a middle ground. It was the skeet shooting thing. Those I, things would mildly bludgeon I love, you. I love that we go from, like, clay pigeons to bullets. <laughs> <laughs> there's... It's Zero fun. to a hundred, real quick. <laughs> I mean, isn't a isn't a clay pigeon really just a, a just a really big bullet in the shape of it's a, it's a frisbee <laughs> shot out of a gun? <laughs> exactly, the gun's been replaced with frisbees to bullets. A very low tech bullet. Yeah. Uh, no. It's exactly. What is a sling but a very low tech gun? <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> I could I could do a whole dissertation on that, um, but no, this is exactly what Jack wanted, so he will do like, you know, training in there. Whatever obstacles pop up, he'll be dodging and weaving and smashing and all of that. All right, uh, roll to directly engage a threat, both of you, as you try and navigate this obstacle course to recover. Uh, you're competing to see which of you can grab a little red flag at the far side and bring it back. Oh, to the no, game. he drugged me into this, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jack no. was like, yeah, let's train together. You get there and you see buzz saws and stuff. Before, before, oh, I no. even, before I even roll this, I am going to use in a china shop, which means I'm breaking this room. Uh -oh. Also... Um, as so, like, Jatat's gonna see this and be like, like, inside, he's like, yeah, but like, inside, he's like, oh, fuck. Um, so I'm definitely gonna be like, before we get started, I'm just like, I'm gonna hyper analyze this room to try and figure out, like, the safest ways to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, you have that feature, right? So use that yeah. before we do the roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, da da da. Roll plus savior on my, before we get started. So that is an 8 on the die, plus Savior is an 11. So I get to hold 3. All right, and that's just, you use those, like, as a resource throughout the rest of the room, right? Yeah, yeah. however you tell me this goes, if I see something like that, yeah, I get to burn a resource on them. All right, and then, uh, Jack, what did you get on your directly engage a threat? Uh, directly engage is danger, right? Yes. Okay, then 12. All right, uh, 12, pick two. Does uh, China Shop give you anything else, or does it just let you roll really good? Um, in, in, exchange for collateral to, in exchange for significant collateral damage, I get to pick an extra option, even on a miss. All right, so that means you get plus two or three, then, because it's two three. for a 12. Okay. Uh, your options are resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. In this case, the opposition, since it's just a bunch of machines, is Jatat, who you're racing to that flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, Jatat is still... 
He's also your ally, but it's a friend of me situation at the moment because well, you're Jatot, Jatot's still my rival. He is uh, my rival. For, for, for mechanical purposes, for the bull. So, yeah, I want to uh, impress Jatot. I want to avoid the bullets. And I... Okay, no, here's, here's how this is going to go. Here's how this scene is going to work. With your permission. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty flexible, so... Jack is, like, the instant that he sees something, he's, he's dodging, he's weaving through stuff, he's, like, breaking stuff that comes at him by just, like, punching it with equal force. Until he sees an, a, a literal machine gun come out of the wall, in which case he's gonna, like, bolt over onto the side of it, rip it out of the wall, and use it <laughs> to take on extra <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> Yeah, sure, you're just clubbing stuff out of the way with the uh, machine gun. Yes. Yeah, and I love it. firing it, it if possible, but... Yeah, um, uh, you, you're you searching for a mechanism, but you see this thing was automated, so there's not, like, a thing to trigger it. So, it's, that's, like, just kind of spinning loosely. That's fine, I took a gun. And he's just gonna use this to, like smash stuff up and remove threats so like instead of you know just dodging around all the bullets he's going to like break the guns in the wall and and effectively that's the collateral damage from this is this room is probably not usable for a minute right so why don't we say you resist and avoid their blows you're impressed to tot uh, for the third choice sounds like you're creating opportunity for Jadot because you made a room significantly less dangerous i mean i was going with take the gun but it's this is fine because as I was reading through my options, I knew exactly what it was I was going to do because again, this is my rival in here. And so I'm in here with Jack and he turns on this danger room with all of these clear different ways for us to die. And yeah, normally I would be trying to find the safest way through how to avoid everything. But there's just something that comes out like there's like an inner meathead that Jack brings out of me, right? And so I'm just like, you know what? screw it and so i'm just gonna barrel straight through all of this as much as i can while he's tearing everything up and i'm just going to on all three i'm going to burn all three of my holds on ignore all harm from one of the attacks oh my God. so i'm just gonna just tank all of it just because i want to earn his respect with my effort of going through this like just straight bull in a china shop running through everything like juggernaut style uh, so do me a favor, roll to directly engage a threat to see how well you do running through this stuff and okay. see how much that you really need to burn. And I was assuming you'd do that. Does this allow me? Because it says when I directly engage a threat, heading directly into danger without regard for my own safety, I get to roll with savior instead of danger. You said you're not caring about your safety, so go ahead and roll savior. Sweet, because my danger's a minus one. <clears throat> one of them fell off. Oh, no. Okay. So, 8 on the die, plus Savior's 11. Alright, so 11, you're going to get to choose 2. Uh, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Oh, I am resisting blows and surprising the opposition, because there's no way Jack's just supposed to see, expect me to just blow through everything like this. So yeah, I get, I get extra ignoring damage, and I'm just like staring him in the eyes as I'm running. All right. So between the fact that you, uh... all right. So between the fact that you are physically faster because speed is one of your powers, you are more athletic than Jack, and Jack cleared the path for you and resisted the damage. While Jack is distracted being the Incredible Hulk on the room, you just beam right past him. You beeline for the flag, 
Uh, Jack, you see Jutat almost to the flag. You do anything about that? Uh, this is this is um, counteroperative, right? Right. Uh, I'm. Oh my God, I'm so I'm. I'm gonna throw the fun. The, I'm gonna throw the fun at him. I'm gonna throw the gun at Jatat's feet and try and trip him so that fun at him, just like a bunch of confetti. <laughs> and I can try and get the flag instead of him. All right. Uh, Jatat, roll to take a powerful blow. All right. Remember, you want to blow. You said that right after I rolled a 10 on the die. But it's plus danger? Uh, is plus conditions marked. Oh, so, yeah, no. Never so just a flat 10. All right, so you choose one of these. Uh, you can either remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc., lose control of your powers in a terrible way, or choose two options from 7 to 9. Would you like to hear the options for 7 to 9? Yes. All right, uh, seven to nine. You lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to foolhardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict condition. Uh, you give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. And if you take from seven to nine, you must take two of those options. Okay. So I'm definitely cussing him out, but <laughs> um, uh, there was an option that was uh, given right after that that I think I wanted to go with. Well, could you read uh, that one more time? Give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity. Yeah, no, I don't that wanna, one, I and then you can struggle past the pain. Take two conditions this is the third choice. Okay, all right, yeah. Then we're definitely just going to struggle past the pain because that—that was the whole goal here was to just like just try and tank our way through all of this. So I'm just shoulder charging through every obstacle that comes th through me. I'm staring Jack in the eyes. I run past him. He sees it, throws the gun out in front of me. I trip. God damn it, Jack! <laughs> but I, I catch myself, keep going, and stumble hard into something, and I just like bounce off of it it hurts it um i guess i'm gonna take uh angry and uh afraid that he's gonna beat me even after i put out all this effort you're afraid of me right now you're not afraid that you just tripped and stumbled in front of a bunch of guns with live ammunition i mean that that's also the thing but right now the singular focus is trying to impress a slash beat you okay I just right, wanted so, to clear up the uh, the the order uh, of like. Is that should that should that really be afraid or should I make that insecure? Uh, I mean, I think afraid. I like insecure for that. Okay, all right. We'll go with uh, angry insecure. All right, so you do uh, you stumble, but you do get to the flag. You recover the flag. Now you just need to get back to the entrance, past whatever remaining obstacles there are in Jack. Unfortunately for you, Jack has destroyed most of the obstacles. There's, like, one laser, one Gatling gun, and, like, two buzzsaws left. Okay. Um, I am the obstacle. <laughs> yeah. So I look back across an empty, destroyed room, and it's just me, this flag, and Jack. Well, um, there's not a whole lot left here to do. I'm just going to charge him, and then, like... Right as he gets up close, I'm just going to energy blast him in the face to try and distract him. Oh. <laughs> that didn't go the way I thought it was going to. I like it better. <laughs> right. uh, that sounds like roll to unleash your powers. Alright, so that's going to be plus freak. That is a 8 total. 
All right, so on an eight, you have a choice. You can either mark a condition, or I let you know how your effect is unstable or temporary. I'm going to mark condition guilty. That's fair. Uh, so with that condition marked, Jack, you take a shot to the face, but blinds and stuns you more than it actually hurts you. And you don't, you can't see where uh, Jatat is. If you'd like to still try and catch Jatat, you can roll to directly engage a threat with disadvantage because you can't see. Okay, uh, I need another dice for that. I want to... you have invoked such a competitive spirit. <laughs> I want to with with one of my gauntlets, I want to rip a buzzsaw out of the wall and throw it at Jatat. <laughs> Jeez. No, no. <laughs> oh, what did you get oh, on your directly no. engage a threat roll? I haven't rolled it yet. Okay. So remember, this we disadvantage, you are blindly throwing a buzzsaw at your friend. Uh seven ten. Alright, with a seven, uh, you can pick one. Resist or avoid his blows, take something from him, create an opportunity, or impress, surprise, or frighten. No, it's a it's a ten after my danger. Seven's what I got oh. on the dice. Oh, okay. That this okay. So ten, you get two of those things. Yes. Um. I am going to pull up the quick reference sheet. Oh my god, I can't keep doing this. Sorry. I have way too. I have way too many things open. This is why I keep my printed copy. I do not have a printer. You do not have a printer. Okay. Save the trees. Okay, directly engage. I... I'm... Number one, I'm taking that flag. That is taking something from them, yes. Uh, number two... I... I guess, and then resist or avoid blows so that he doesn't counterattack. Right. Uh, Jatat, uh, roll to take a powerful blow again as this buzzsaw comes hurtling at you. Oh, no. Uh, either way, you're going to drop the flag as a result, uh, either to avoid it or because you get hit, one or the other. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I got a three! All right, with a three, you stand strong. So mark potential. And you dodge the buzzsaw, but in doing so, you do drop the flag. And Jack has enough time to scoop it up. Jack now has the flag. Ooh. And just because Jack chose to avoid blows, let's say you instinctively fire an energy blast to stop him, he dodges it. And so Jack is now making headway, running towards the entryway to win the race. A gun. Okay. So. Damn it. How do I stop this? All right, so I already already burned all three of my um. So no, yeah, I I do want to point out you are just straight up faster than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else escaping your mind or famous place on you. Yeah, so, nope. Screw it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try and fly across the room as fast as my legs will carry me and catch up to him and snatch the flag from him again as we go across the finish line. Like, I'm not going to try and 
out over overpower him. That's that's a fool's mission. So I will definitely uh, just try and use my speed and cunning to run up behind him, snatch the uh, flag, and then cross the finish line. Why don't you both row a contested unleash your powers to grapple over this flag? Jatat's speed and agility versus Jack's iron grip. Okay. Hey. And unleashes with freak. Correct. Uh, hey, Jatat, do you would you say that Jack's actions right now are frustrating you? Damn it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh no, that's still a terrible roll. <laughs> Six. Alright, okay. well go ahead and mark potential, Jack. Damn it, get on the table. That is a nine total. Alright, Jatat, you successfully grab the flag, and as you do so, and you both approach the halfway point of the room, uh, you both gawk in despair, and you have the you have your uh, DM to blame for this, because he suggested it in the chat. Mr. Impervious, wanting to add more danger to this, pushed a button on the wall, and you watch as the floor below you opens up, oh and God. there's just a <laughs> giant pool of water under you, and two ropes drop in front of you, and your only option is to swing across the rope to clear the distance. Oh my god. <laughs> Because uh, apparently ropes are Jazz's weakest weak spot, according to your DM. God damn it, Turner! All right, thank you, thanks, thanks, Turner. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, then we're just gonna have to go ahead and try and. Um, Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> uh, jump out, catch this rope, and swing across this bad boy. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and roll to. Di- uh, I guess it's still be directly engaged the threat. Um, or for, unleash your powers. You, if you're if you're not sure, unleash your powers is generally kind of all a right. catch-all yep. roll. It is athleticism, so yeah, go ahead and roll to unleash your powers using your Captain America-like athletics to run, jump, grab the rope with precision, and swing across Tarzan style. You can do it. I swear to God, if I fail this, I'm driving up to you after this is over, Turner. Oh, I thought you meant to me. Like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, that's an eight. Cool, let's go get, let's go get lunch. <laughs> All right. All right, so t- on an eight, you can either mark a condition to succeed, or I can tell you how it's temporary or unstable. Do you want to take a fourth condition? Oh, my God. <laughs> Marty's like, can I take a fourth condition? Yo, taking conditions is supposed to be my thing. Um, you need to relax. <laughs> I am I am going to take mark condition. I'm going to mark afraid because I am I can feel myself about to miss this and fail miserably Whoa. in this entire endeavor of trying to impress Jack, trying to clear this danger room that he's got turned on into death mode, and now I'm about to fall all the way down into this water pit. There's I don't know what's down there. There's probably you know freaking. Uh, laser-mounted sharks or something down there. I don't know, but sharks and freaking laser beams. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm gonna mark condition afraid, and I'm just gonna lunge out and try and clear this thing. All right. So, Jatat, because you are afraid, if, if you all saw the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, the first time he swings on the web, and he looks really unconfident when he's coming off the rope and he's waving his arms and legs in the air before he lands, that's Jatat. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And Jatat just lands, tries to make fake it like he lands the blade pose, and he tags the end and wins the race. Uh, but Jack, you still need to not fall in the water, so also roll to unleash your powers to at least catch up and not drown. Um, so I want to... 
uh, understand the the scene a little bit here. We were like almost to the door, and the floor yeah. collapsed out from under us. Yep. Is so this this like lower area beneath the floor. Is there still a wall parallel with the door? Uh, there is a wall parallel with the door. Uh, there's just the like imagine like the floor itself opened up like a trap door, but the walls are still there. Okay. All right. So yeah, just imagine I, like the like the like uh they removed the uh lid from a swimming pool kind of thing. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Uh you so, have like twenty feet to go. Yeah, I think Which Jack can just jump. I say I think as he's as he's running, the, the floor opening up catches him off guard, but he's like close enough that he can kind of jump and he's gonna like hit the wall a little bit below where the door is and just slam his fists into the side. And, and climb up, kind of Knuckles from Sonic style. Alright, I dig it. Uh, roll to unleash your powers to uh, climb into the wall like you're the Incredible Hulk digging his fingers into the side of a building. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, that's not good. That's still, Uh-oh. That's still a five. Even if this is, even if this is also frustrating, it's still only a six. All right, so mark experience. You go, Chris Flash. I go, Chris Flash. Yep, and uh, you turned off the safety feature, so the pool turns into a whirlpool and starts sucking you back into the middle. Uh, roll to take a powerful blow as you try not to drown. No. Uh, four. All right, the four, you successfully, with your incredibly mighty muscles... Swim against the current and pull yourself back out this time. But at that point, Jatat has won the race. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna like slowly pull myself back up out of this thing and kind of lay lay back flat on the ground. Oh no no, you don't understand. Even after our win, I'm coming back over to make sure that you're okay and coming back up. Like you're getting my hand on the way up top of this thing. Oh, okay, all right, cool cool yeah. <laughs> Clasp like like the this thing. Yes, yes. As, as we pull and uh, as as we come up, Jack like puts his arm around Jatot's shoulder and is smiling and laughing. It's like, okay, we need to do this some more. <laughs> and Mr. Purvis just quietly pushes the button to close the swimming pool back up and pushes another button and like a hot blower from the ceiling dries you off. Uh, I just lay back on the floor and like catch my breath and enjoy the air moving across us at the moment. <laughs> what do you... You know, I th- I don't know if this is a little bit meta. I think this is about as close as Jack and Jatot are going to get to to sharing in a triumphant celebration. Probably. Uh, which triggers something for each of us. Let's see. Uh, for me. When you share a triumphant celebration with someone, make them your lover rival immediately. Jatot's already my rival. Um, if they are already your lover rival, take influence over them and mark potential. I already have influence. Oh, enjoy your potential. Yeah, that actually puts me at five, so I'll figure out what I want to do with that here in a second. Yeah. Um. I'll go ahead and say you also get a bonus potential because you chose a training-based downtime activity. Okay, cool. Um... I also, since I already have influence, wait, do I give, 
I take influence or do I give it? Hold on. And as you taught, you can also have the bonus influence because you participated in the training. Take take influence over them. Okay. okay. <coughs> bonus potential, I meant to say. So I get to shift one of Jatat's labels up and down. Uh, okay. This was, okay, no, this was definitely like a sort of rebellious thing for you to do. So I think danger up, sit soldier down. Is that okay? Okay, I see it. All right. And that is Jack's downtime and a little bit of Jatat's. Yeah. Uh, Jatat, what's your triumphant celebration move? So, um, triumphant celebration here. <clears throat> um, so, I tell them what they need to do to achieve their full potential. So, um, I tell I tell Gears as we kind of collect our breath, like, Gears, you're you're a great guy, and I know that there's a lot more to you underneath all that anger and muscle. And I think if you can embrace some of that softer side, and it's it's okay for a man to also be soft and allow yourself to feel and allow others to feel who you truly are. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you if you ever need anybody, man. So, um, if they accept my advice, um, I gain influence over them. And I add two to the team pool. If they reject it, I mark a condition. Oh my god. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am not going to knock you out. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Unless. Unless. <laughs> because my, my first instinct was literally to just go, man, that's a real weird thing to say after we beat the shit out of that room. <laughs> but... I I am uh I do I am not gonna knock you out. You just say that. He, you just say that, and he gets so upset he passes out. Actually, was weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I think he just kind of sits back for a minute. All the adrenaline's getting to him. He's a little bit more like receptive to to stuff, and is like, yeah, okay. I still want to punch stuff though. And I'll be there when you need to when you need help punching stuff, man. Do you think we can turn this up higher? No, Mr. Purvis um, says. <laughs> and as you look over at Mr. Purvis, you can see his leather jacket and while well, he's indestructible, his clothes are not. And he had to be there in the crossfire of you tearing this room apart. So there's burn marks on his clothes. There are bullet <laughs> holes. There's things from like buzz saws. Like this guy needs a whole change of clothes because of the two of you. Also, he has an uneven haircut because his hair is also not indestructible. I mean, the buzzsaw got him. Yeah, buzzsaw clipped him. He just got like a random chunk of hair missing now. <laughs> All right, so that Next. was Jack's downtime. Uh, I will also say this, because Jack said he also wanted to be more vigilant about uh, the surrounding area and things. Uh, Jack, you also participate in the uh, surveillance area. They're, they have closed-circuit TV to monitor the outside of the base. You do see on several reports there are incidents of strange people you do not recognize coming up to 
just outside the surveillance range of the base and leaving. Uh, they don't get much closer, not close enough that security could engage them before they leave. Uh, but you have reason to believe you're being scouted. All right. Uh, so that's just something you gain over these two weeks. Uh, Back in while, my while you for later. Yep. And uh, while you ponder that... Uh, hold on a second. We have a viewer asking for the donation link, so I'm just going to drop that really quick. I already did. Oh, I didn't see that. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the DM thing, sorry. Uh, Valerie, what do you do with your downtime? Okay, so Valerie, Valerie's been really busy, I think, if you let me do it. <laughs> so she's noticed a distinct lack of one thing that's, like, pivotal to making everyone happy, especially in a post-apocalyptic world, and that's sugar and gummy beans, specifically gummy beans. So... She's been working really hard with our catfish cook. I forget his name. Daryl. But I bet you... <laughs> yeah, I bet somebody knows. So, now we're not getting catfish gummy beans. Like, that was the first solution, and it was, like, turned down very, very hard by Val, because that's not the point. We don't want to eat catfish in another form. So, she started researching, right? And I'm sure that there's some sort of, like library of stuff because nobody grows up knowing what the hell how the hell to make a jelly bean but i researched this and it's like okay so you need sugar <laughs> i'm like damn that's our first hurdle we need sugar well sugar can be grown in like it does need soil and water but it doesn't have to be like it can be manufactured so that's pretty much what she wants to you know, that that's her journey is basically figuring out how and where in this godforsaken place she can like cultivate the first tiny seeds of sugar cane that somebody must have possibly shoved into a science center someplace for future use. <laughs> she's right, starting so. small. It's gonna look like a like a illicit lab, but it, she's making sugar, guys. It's all for sugar. <laughs> it's drug drug lab. Absolutely. Right, so here's Here's why I'll give you that. Uh, you do learn through this research process. You might recall that there was an area where they were doing underground gardening at the base you visited that was very similar to your own. Uh, they do grow small amounts of sugar and things that can be refined into sugar, such as corn, because that's how you get high fructose corn syrup. So they are those things available, but because they don't have a lot of budget for that, uh, you Breaking probably want for your project to be able to grow a larger amount of sugarcane. Uh, fortunately, Southern California does have an adequate environment for this in terms of heat and weather conditions. Maybe not the amount of water, but you have water available to you. And you might recall on your first mission, you brought home the scraps that were necessary to build technology to de-irradiate the surrounding area for your bunker. And so they have an area that is not irradiated outside the bunker where they let you set up additional crops. Uh, there's just a protective bubble. It's like a greenhouse thing. You are able to start growing some sugarcane. Sweet. It's going to be a lot of work for like five jelly beans, but I will. We'll, we'll make it like six or seven jelly beans. I'll, I'll share them with, with everybody. Everybody gets one. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Dara also informs you uh, if you were able to get the team to be able to work on it. There is, uh, There are factories that might still have. Uh, sugar cane like processed sugar at them in the greater san diego area 
factories and stores. You might be able to get something that hasn't been ransacked yet if you journey into town. Google. Oh, wow. Twink. So can Google's... we irradiate that stuff that's, like, been there that whole time? Uh, like <laughs> It would be... So it's... Like, you guys you regularly do acquire things from outside, and the radiation does make them less usable. But there's a process where they're able to still use it. Like, they, they can de-irradiate it. They... Uh, there is an acceptable level of radiation to be exposed to, so it might be usable. It might only be half usable. It's one of those things where you have to really get it and look. Well, and you'd have to I see would... if there's anyone that wants to go on an adventure with you get sugar. I feel confident that I can convince either Egon or um, Jack. No, I'll... damn it! I don't remember who's who. <laughs> We have Jack. All right, so the other person who hasn't been done any downtime stuff yet. I feel confident I can convince them to go for sugar if I promise them, like, cotton candy or jelly beans. Sure, you and Cal are snack buddies. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah, we are snack buddies. (laughs) I'm going to die for those snacks. And I'd do it again. (laughs) If anybody's not convinced enough, I'll just tell them how, like, we can... We can have a side business of like a black market for wow. sugar. <laughs> wow! <Black market> because <laughs> of the sugar addiction that's going to surely occur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to bring wow. a little reality into this. That's all. <laughs> all right. So, Cal, you are approached by Val, and Val is like, "Hey, you want to help me go with some sugar so we can make some sweet, sweet candy?" Hell yeah! <laughs> well, let's do it. Like 30 times weirder when you say it like that. <laughs> hey, do you want to start a black market? <laughs> yes, that's that's probably more like that's way more in line with what she would say. The sweet, sweet candy kind of like that steers I, us off the road a little bit, but the black I, market, let's do this, bro. <laughs> I absolutely, I cannot, I cannot see you going, hey, hey, babe, hey, babe, you want to make some, uh, some sweet, sweet candy? <laughs> And mean it in all sincerity. Five to ten minutes where he'd he'd try to be trying to figure out if I really meant let's make candy or not. Like it's just an unknown. You don't know how to respond to that. Are you talking? uh, I don't. I I don't know why I just went into Barry. Uh, Are you talking like what? Like what kind of candy are we talking about? Are you talking like (laughs) nose, nose, or mouth, or (laughs) nose candy? Oh no, the nose candy for sure. <laughs> did need to go, to go get some Smarties. sugar. Oh. oh, Smarties would be great. Well, Smarties is nose I'm, candy. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Pixie sticks are nose candy. Anything that's like powderable. You guys exactly. are literally talking about booger sugar now, and I'm not sure nope. what we're doing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. When I was a child, I crushed up Smarties and snorted them through a straw, and I it, 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 it I did it one time, and then never sure. again. That is one more time than I did. <laughs> oh man, this is beautiful. <laughs> All right, so it's worth mentioning to the audience that uh, one of the things Val has as part of her character, she she has three underground contacts at the bunker. They can help her commit illicit activities. So, oh, yeah. I haven't looked at the character keeper to see what background Val has provided for me on those, but if she wants to start an underground sugar drug ring, she can. Hell uh, yeah. But, anyway, Daryl provides you with three possible locations where you could acquire obscene amount of sugar. 
there is a food processing plant, there is a bakery, and there is an abandoned grocery store. I mean, they're all abandoned because nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that would do it. Uh, yes, all contacts of the bunker are technically underground, yes. You actually do, you actually did put the perfect contact here in uh, in Chad Drummond. He's a Chad, but he's oh, acquiring yeah. things. <laughs> That's fair. Wow. So I don't I don't know a bakery or grocery store. Both of them are going to have For some reason I'm feeling like a bakery might have more like concentrated like mass quantities of sugar. Very just sugar. because nearly everything they make requires sugar. Like, like we could go to the grocery store, but it's going to have like a whole bunch of those like little one pounders. <laughs> above, True. above, is... above, above board, um, possible benefit and side and uh, um, negative to a bakery benefit would be if they have yeast that's still alive post the apocalypse, you're going to be able to use that to make alcohol. Um, downside is if the yeast is still alive, odds are it's consumed most, if not all, the sugar in the bakery. So, something and to it keep in mind. Like yeast monsters, that'd be really awkward. Like, <laughs> I was thinking, ooh, we can fight some yeast monsters. <laughs> let's. let's I'll think. also posit this when you're talking when you're talking to Darrow about this plan. Darrow's like, oh yeah, but the grocery store might also be picked through because one of the first things raiders look for is easy supplies, which they probably would raid at the grocery store. So. Whether or not they left the sugar is a question mark. I I know I'm not in this scene, but can I posit something? Mm-hmm. Let's think a little bit more back end. It's not the grocery store, but it's a warehouse where they keep sugar on whole ass pallets. Yeah, you said like a you made mention of like a factory. That was like the third option, right? Yeah, and Daryl's like, that's a great idea. Um, Mom, do you know the location of gener- generic grocery store names, uh, local warehouse? Yes, it's at this address. And she pop- puts an address on the screen. Bam, you now have a fourth option. Yeah. I mean, if we if we can convince somebody to give us a truck, I would absolutely go for the warehouse. Who needs a truck? <laughs> I could Dar- tell Daryl's like, yeah, I, I have a truck for picking up supply runs. Here, have the keys. Oh, nice. Sweet. Actually, no, I'll drive it. Daryl volunteers to drive you guys in the food truck. Shotgun. That's probably for the best, because we were about to, like, on the drive over, we are going to have a talk about how, like, we can't destroy the truck. We need, we need the truck to stay in one piece, <laughs> both there and back. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't want to walk. I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. What's the problem? So you all hop in the truck, Daryl puts it in drive, uh, drives a couple miles into town, and pulls onto some random access road, because warehouses are never in the mean city, they're always off in the outskirts somewhere on an access road. And you pull up there, and uh, you see no signs that it had been ransacked, it looks closed up, it looks like no one thought to raid a warehouse. <laughs> that seems silly. Well, you have to realize that there's a very good chance the people who survived the apocalypse are lay people and not people who specifically go, oh, yeah, a warehouse, that's a good idea. Like, that's more specialized knowledge that comes with experience. I don't know, man. There's a Amazon warehouse like, a few blocks from my house. That's one of the first places I would go uh, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah stock up on nintendo switches there's there's the the frito-lay warehouse and factory is like a 10 minute drive away from me oh that's funny my hometown has a frito-lay warehouse too actually actually we have a coke distribution warehouse too of Probably we stuff too. The, the largest we ice cream. Business, we had a payless distribution not not too far oh, away shit. from me too. Oh jeez. That's the largest ice cream factory in North America, two blocks away from my house. That's you also get the best. You win. I. This, this was <laughs> if you made this a competition and instantly won. That's me. So you get to this warehouse, and you have your truck space. Uh, you do see there's no signs of vehicles, probably because when the pending apocalypse was coming, the employees were like, screw it, I'm not coming into work, because the world is literally ending. So you get the impression there probably aren't any ghouls or anything to worry about. Uh, but what you do see, uh, why don't you roll to assess the situation? One or both of I you. I was going to ask about that. What is this plus? Plus superior. Uh. That's probably, like, my worst stat. And I got... Oh, I got a plus one. That's a five. Well, go ahead and mark potential, Cal. I leveled up. Let's go. Val, would you like to assess the situation? Uh, sure. Remind me what I roll again. Uh, it is plus superior. Oh. Uh... And it's 2d6. Oh. I was going to say, oh, yeah, one, okay. Um... So, five plus one, six. That is also a miss. Everything seems legit. You see no danger <laughs> between the two of you. Go ahead, mark potential. Uh, nothing seems out of place. Nothing seems like it's in danger. You don't notice anything peculiar. Sounds about right. <laughs> Daryl's like, yeah, just go get what you want. Daryl just turns the truck around so that you have easy access to the back, to the uh, loading dock of it. And it's like, Whatever supplies you want, just uh, if you can grab, and it gives you like a grocery list. <laughs> you can also grab these things from the warehouse. That'd be great. That's nice. I was gonna ask him if he wanted anything while we were gone. It feels like a snack, a snack run. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, awesome. he, he has like a list of non-perishable things: canned foods, boxed foods, bagged foods, just like stuff that would make his life easier. So he's not just like trying to salvage whatever they can produce. He's like, oh yeah, no, this this stuff probably survived the apocalypse, and like. Lots of canned meat is on there. Awesome. So Tuna for days. Tuna for <laughs> days. Yeah, so Val's gonna head in because everything looks great. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. I don't see a problem here. Alright, so as you open the doors to the factory, uh, you see four large, hulking green humanoids wielding very large weapons. Two with sledgehammers. One with what appears to be a grenade launcher, and Jesus. one what appears to be an assault rifle. And they're like, who are you, and what are you doing here? Uh... Uh... <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like, staying honest is, like, the most reasonable expectation. So I'm just going to tell them, you know, hey, I'm looking for sugar, I want to make jelly beans, and then I want to Sell them on the on the new black market. Would this you warehouse, like in? This warehouse <laughs> is claimed by Zoltan the Adequate and his followers. 
the adequate. the adequate. Let's go. That is actually a reference to something that my college friends watching this will remember. There was a performer at our campus called Zoltan the Adequate that came twice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you want to negotiate supplies, what do you have to offer Zoltan the Adequate for this sugar you want? <laughs> so Val's right. just going to put a hand on her hip and she's going to say some jelly beans when it's done. Like, <laughs> that's what this is all about. <laughs> have you ever had a jelly bean before? <laughs> uh, yes, and they just reach into a nearby pallet and pull out a bag of heavily processed jelly beans. Oh my god, those are already made. Well, that's not helpful. How many do you have, though? Like, is it unlimited source? Because once you run out of those uh, jelly beans, you're done unless you can make your own. That's the last bag of jelly beans in the world. Points <laughs> of thumb, you see an entire pallet full of candy. Like, just store brand named candy. Hmm, new and plan, Val. Let's just get some candy. I don't know why I can't hear I can't hear Martian up there at all. I was far away from my mic. Oh, oh yeah, you were. My bad. New new plan. Let's just take some candy from some babies. Yeah, that's what wow. I was gonna say. Because that candy's already made. We can put that in the truck too. Like, <laughs> right, I wanted I to think... play nice, but. I just want to state for clarity's sake, when you call these things babies, each of these gentlemen looks slightly larger than Jack. Babies. Yeah. They are comparably muscular, and they look very... And they, they are clearly some sort of super mutants, for lack of a better term to call them. Can you just make them afraid of the candy so we can just take it away? I know, I was going to say, do I have to touch the thing in candy, or can I do this from a distance? I can't remember. Uh, you're the one that keeps saying you need to touch with your power. I know. I feel like I I put myself in this position, and it's all right because in this game I am young, spry, and petite. So my ass is gonna like go run and touch pretty much as many bags of candy as I possibly can before um, probably dodging. <laughs> I, I, I like how any attempt at diplomacy fell apart. At what's our what we get from it. <laughs> no, well, they showed us like already made candy. It's like at at first, <laughs> like they, you know, we we were negotiating because they had something like that we kind of wanted, but then you showed us like the goods, and it's like, you know what? If we just kill you, we don't have to share it. And I feel bad, but this is like she's reformed, not perfect. Okay, <laughs> I respect. Found the incentive. She's now murderous. Give me your candy. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> roll to directly engage a threat as you run past these four armed guards to try and get to the pallet of candy. Directly engage a threat. I mean, if they is... hit me or something, it just gets me there faster. It's all right. It is danger. That is um, plus danger. That is for Val. Val's the one making a dash. Cal, are you going to do anything to assist? Um, I'm going to, while they're doing that, charge burn. All right, so you start charging up your Super Saiyan level, and they Man, if, watch. If that charging up. makes any noise at all, she's going to glance over and shoulder and say, don't fuck with the candy. <laughs> oh, I, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, okay. And it's going to incorporate my new thing that I just got on my level up. <laughs> and it will, and it will imagine your charge like, it triggers me like a, like a gun cocking, like, don't! <laughs> <laughs> don't you do it! And your plan manifests twelve episodes later after you're finishing your uh, your screaming contest. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> what if I just did okay. that for the next twenty minutes? What would you guys do? 
I would use I would abuse I my would power. mute you. Like yeah, I would abuse the power of uh, ownership of this server and just remu- remove you. <laughs> kick, kick. I got in uh, plus conditions. I got an eight. Right. What is your uh, how does your burn thing work? I don't have reference sheets for your individual oh. playlists. Well, I don't get any burn. I just mark a condition. Womp womp. Womp womp. What? Uh, on a miss, I get two burn and mark three conditions. On a hit, I hold three burn. On a seven to nine, I just mark a condition and don't no, get no. shit. A, a hit is a seven plus. A seven to nine. Yep. Hit is ten to twelve, isn't it? No, no a hit is anything seven or higher. Oh, I'm mistaken. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was gonna say it sounds like you just missed. <laughs> no, yeah, you, I was like, this got, sucks. If you got seven to nine, you get three and a condition. Okay. All right, so your glowing green Super Saiyan aura charges up. Uh, Val, roll to directly engage the threat to see whether or not you safely get to this candy. Okay, remind me what is what roll that is again. Uh, that is plus danger. Oh. Oh, Can somebody help me add more columns to the moves section on the character keeper? So yeah, I can add my I'll, I'll I'll take care of that here in a second. Okay. Appreciate okay, I got seven. Alright, uh seven to nine. Pick one. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Uh I mean I'm trying I'm trying to make the uh Make the candy terrifying, so I'm not sure. Is that creating an opportunity, maybe, or is that? I mean, I'm also trying to. I mean, if you want to say frighten, if you want to choose frighten the opposition, I'll give you plus one in your roll to scare them. But I will point out that if you make a sudden movement, they are going to start shooting at you. So if I was playing your character, I would choose the one not to get shot. Okay, I'll choose the one not to get shot. All right, so you. Successfully barrel through and narrowly just nimbly dodge around their gunfire. Uh, the one with the grenade launcher looks like they think about firing and decides better of it. Like it was more to scare you than to actually shoot you because it would be a bad idea to shoot that indoors. And the guy with the sledgehammer swings and misses, and you get to the candy. Uh, roll to unleash your powers on them, and you get plus one in addition to your regular pluses. Was that one or two dice? Uh, it's it's gonna it's always two d six. Always two. And okay, got it. Yep. And you're gonna add plus freak and then plus one because uh, you decided to fright. Oh no, you did not do this. Fright and fright them. You avoid their blows. So just plus freak. Okay, so that would be eight. All right. So you can either mark a condition. Or I'll tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Oh, I'll I'll mark a condition. Um, let's go with. I'm trying to imagine her as any of these right now, and I'm, I'm struggling, struggling. Um, what am I looking for? Nope, I lied. I lied. Let's make it temporary. There's no there's no way I can even fake that she's going to be afraid, angry, guilty, hopeless, or insecure. She's having a great time right now. <laughs> so the one with the grenade launcher and the one with the assault rifle uh, turn tail and run. The other two are not affected. Yeah. And so the, uh, they're, they're like, they're really, they look really confused because their friends are like, oh my god, it's candy, run! 
And the one with the sledgehammer puts himself on one side of you. And the other one with the uh, assault rifle, I think that's what I said the other one had. Or did I say two people sledgehammers? They're not two people sledgehammers. Yeah, I think it's just one with a sledgehammer and the other one has a rocket. Or it, was the rocket launcher the one that ran there, away? There, there are four. The grenade launcher one ran away. The assault rifle one ran away. I don't remember what unit number four had, so they now have a sledgehammer. Probably two sledgehammers, yeah. Yep, so now you have two people brandishing sledgehammers at you. Uh, and they are going, so now roll to take a powerful blow as they swing at you with a sledgehammer. Uh, six? Because it's two, the same thing, right? 2D6. Yep. yep, plus conditions. So you have one condition. Mark, you did not take it, you took temporary, so it's just six. Uh, you stand strong, uh, add potential, and you successfully avoid the uh, these sledgehammer blows. And now you have a single bag of jelly beans in your hand because you picked it up to scare people with it. Uh, okay. Cal, you have two enemies that are in close quarters with Val. What would you like to do? I am going to use my new burn ability, Snatch. Spend one burn to use your powers to seize any one object up to the size of a person from someone within view. I'm just going to take Val and bring her back towards me. All right. Uh, you pick Val up. You whip her out of the, out of the dangerous range. Uh, you, ha you guys have one bag of candy. What do you do? I'm going to pop that bag of candy right on open. And uh, I I'm going to grab this handful of jelly beans. <laughs> what are we doing? And I'm going to try to use my power and then throw those damn jelly beans and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Roll to unleash your power again. <laughs> okay. That is a 10. Without any right, extra I, pluses. That's always confusing. Alright, so 10 before your plus freak. It definitely works. Yeah. So these two are scared. They run away. Uh, you get the impression you now... Uh, you don't know how many more of these goons there might be walking around, but you probably have a couple minutes if you want to just quickly grab supplies and run back to the truck. Yeah, I'll go ahead I'm... and say that uh, because one of you can make giant push things, you can probably move a lot of really heavy stuff really quick if Cal makes the right construct. Yeah, I'm actually just going to keep using snatch to just grab pallets. Yeah, just whole pallets. All right. Uh, so in five minutes or so, just like swing, swing and drop, swing and drop. You load the entire truck up with uh, candy and the supplies that uh, Daryl asks you for. As you finish unloading, you hear the sounds of more of these super mutants running through the building, the ones that have not been terrified, brandishing more weapons. And you do have time to get out, or do you want to stand your ground and fight? Do you want to actually engage with them, or do you get what you came for and you're leaving? Uh, I think we got what we came for. Uh, we're certainly outnumbered. Yeah. I Can I use move to get all of us in the truck? Just Well, they're already in the truck, so... Yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm fine just grabbing the ladder on the outside of the truck with my damn bag of gummy beans, and oh, if oh, they try I to follow what... us, I'm just going to awkwardly throw, you know, like, terrify right. them with gummy beans, because... I, I believe Marty was asking whether we could teleport. We I just want to teleport time. us all back. Oh. To we established base. last time you do not get to take passengers. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. 
Well then, I thought uh, you could, but it turns out the way it's worded, you cannot. Okay. Fine. You have a I mean, truck. As long as you start. can get yourself in the truck, I'll get myself in the truck, and then we we got this. You did all the hard work. That's true. We're we're probably close enough to the truck if we're loading all this stuff in. So. Yep. No problem at all. Uh, you have enough of a head start in them that the truck pulls out and. Like I said, when you got there, you didn't see any signs of vehicles, so they start chasing you on foot, but you are clearly able to outrun them. <laughs> and hopefully Zoltan the Adequate will never come up again. Hopefully. <laughs> and so, Valerie, for your for your downtime, the base now has delicious candy. And, and a black market. Yes, you Increasing have morale and, and doing yeah. my part. <laughs> Yep. You are now money. more popular, with, and you need to use one of your three people to build your candy black market. <laughs> uh, do you, is there anybody on the team you do not have influence over at the moment? I don't think she has influence on me. How much uh, does Tatat like candy? That's kind of a foodie. Um, but but <clears throat> also being military raised uh sugar is probably not one of the big things he spent a lot of time eating so uh he's he's hit or miss like he's, he likes candy but he's not like you know he's not a big you know sweet tooth guy what kind of what kind of candy did they manage to hijack from this uh from this factory i mean lots of the, like so lots of jelly beans because that's what they were shooting for but also gummy worms uh the puffy orange circus paint like only two out of 20 people like oh uh, gross eat it <laughs> Obviously, you did not grow the puffy orange source penis. Were there's Absolutely originals, though? Not. Hell yeah. Uh, what about candy corn? Is any candy corn candy. up in there? Uh, uh, sure, there was, they grabbed some candy corn, just a few bags, because they couldn't help it. It was part of the palette they moved. Because nobody likes candy corn either. They're slightly more popular than the puffy orange circus peanuts. I, like I think candy corn. I think I love candy corn. I think Egon also likes candy corn. All right, so I'm going to offer Val for her reward for this downtime is anybody on the team she doesn't have influence over, if they like delicious candy, you can take influence over them if they're okay with that. Everybody likes candy to some degree. It's just a matter of what candy. So, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, since uh, since Cal got brought along, I think it would make sense for Val to have influence over him. I... It can, can I can I negate the influence by being a little sad that uh, Jatat wasn't wasn't tagged in on this mission though. <laughs> he wasn't Around he wasn't invited time. on the candy run. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and say that happened roughly the same time you two were doing your training thing. Okay. So all you're right, in the danger right. room and occupied. All right, all right. So then, yeah. All right. So, Ed, who is giving influence to Val for delicious candy? Uh, Val can have influence on me. Oh, candy, my candy. Okay. <laughs> All right, okay, sounds like so that. not that it means oh. much, but that gives me influence over everybody, I think, but Jack? Does that sound right? I Jack, on, what are your on, feelings on candy? On my sheet, you already have influence over me. I probably forgot to mark it on mine at some I know, point. I know you started with it. I don't... And I can't remember anything right. that would have taken it away. Okay, I marked it, so we match. Okay. All right, you also now owe Daryl now owes you one favor. Nice. Because you got him lots of food supplies, and it wasn't something he had to requisition through General Mills. General Mills, on the other hand, is annoyed that you took the truck out without permission. <laughs> Oops. 
General Mills is upset because we have more food. <laughs> as soon as he gives me a, a nasty look and tries to like dress me down, I'm just going to pop one of those jelly beans in his mouth and tell just him you're welcome. Like, but I'll talk. hold my hand over his mouth for a while just to like make it awkward. No, no, every single time that you, you <laughs> say something, you reach into his pocket and pull out a Werther's original. Like, so you like do an addition thing, like he didn't have a Werther's original, but you make it look like you pulled it out of his pocket. Oh, what's that behind your ear? <laughs> Just like, just like, toss, oh, toss, oh. Him, toss, toss, toss him a box of tricks and be like, "Silly rabbit, tricks are for kids." I mean, out of sugary cereal, a, isn't that a Kellogg's one? <laughs> no, that's General Mills. Is it that's okay? General Mills. Yeah. <laughs> one truck ride for the for the price of one where there's original black markets working already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Val's downtime. The funny thing about this is if you had roped in Jatot, he literally has a soldier move that's like, hey, can I take a truck? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Whoops. Before we move on to Cal's downtime, thank you for ever donating the $30. We're now at 300 out of our $500 goal. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Cal, because you already went on a mission, I'm going to say you have smaller amounts of downtime. Okay. Uh, but. Also, if you want to gain influence because you also provide the candy, you can. Oh, what just happened? But for now, what would you like to do on a smaller scale in your downtime that doesn't involve an out-of-base excursion or trying to kill everybody? Oh, um... I mean, I think that Cal would be doing some form of training because the last couple times we've gone out on missions, something bad has happened and it's usually been Cal's fault. So... Right, so you get back from the candy run, you go to the training room, and you walk in there. Mr. Impervious is in there. Uh, does anyone want to come along with you for this training bit? So can I can can I uh, ask a question? We established that last time I blew up a truck, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Did well, we van. Or the van? Did we establish how exactly I blew it up? Uh. You were attempting to emulate powers. You emulated one of Cal's powers and exploded it. Mm, okay, then I think I think it would be most appropriate if I were in the if I were in the training room as well. Yes. All right. For this. For sure. Awesome. So Mr. Pervious is like awesome. Uh, so I need to run. I need to go get a change of clothes for the last training session. So you guys get started, and I'll be back. And you see, he's in tattered clothes, and he's missing a chunk of his hair. And you probably what does the room what? look like? Uh, the room has been cleaned up. Much like okay. the hollow deck on Star Trek, there's no signs of damage because the room resets when you're done using it. Fair enough. Uh, Mr. Impervious, however, does not reset when you're done using him. No. So, <laughs> he steps back to his quarters to get a uh, change of clothes. And uh, you, he turns on the training program's way out. And you watch as machine guns, lasers, buzz saws, and oh, battering rams come out. And the doors lock themselves. And now there's an op. <laughs> because no one turned off. Mr. Hermius didn't turn off the safety parameters. Shit! This is more than I was... I, I was just trying to... I was going to ask you, Cal, how do you deal with the singe marks on your hands from the blast? 
And you see, like, Egon holds up his hand, and, like, his entire palm, his entire palm is, like, blackened, because he's essentially, he essentially has, like, now this permanent, like, black singe on his hand that he's tried scrubbing off. I kept trying to scrub it off, and it just won't come off. How do you deal with this? I got news, newsflash for you, pal. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I oh, don't. I, <laughs> I thought that and was just me. mom helpfully chimes in, have you tried aloe vera? <laughs> I'm just blinking. Cal- <laughs> yeah, Cal takes a beat. <laughs> so, uh, uh, where, where, where would I find that, Mom? <laughs> In the supply closet on the second floor. All, all right. We've had that the whole time. <laughs> Nobody told me. I've been walking around with singe marks on my hands for weeks. <laughs> it's in the medical supply section. Well, thanks, Mom. Meanwhile, all these lasers and buzzsaws yep. and shit are, like, trying to attack us, and we're just sitting here having a casual <laughs> conversation with Mom. Yeah, and while you're doing that, like, this point they powered up, and now they're starting to attack you, so roll to take a powerful blow as a bombardment Uh-oh. of gunfire comes to of you. <laughs> uh, what, is, uh, what is that? Uh, roll to take a powerful blow is plus conditions. Oh, I hope plus I roll conditions. low. Uh, it's five. I didn't, I didn't roll low. All right, Egon successfully dodges all the gunfire. I got a 10. <laughs> all right, so on a 10, Cal, uh, you can choose one. Uh, you can move yourself from the situation by fleeing, passing out, etc. Lose control of yourself for your powers in a terrible way. Or take two options in the 7 to 9 list. Would you like to hear the options of the 7 to 9 list? Are you okay with one of the two I, options? I've got them pulled up right here. Okay. Um. Hmm. In this case, your opposition would also be the room because you are not competing with Egon. Okay. I will... Hmm. I'm deciding between lose control of yourself or your powers or give ground and struggle past the pain. I can't decide. I don't want it to... I don't want the 10 plus thing to immediately just like ruin the whole training but uh keep it going no no do it it's like get shot in the shoulder and pass out and leave the kid in here alone <laughs> oh no <laughs> um yeah i'll do give ground and struggle pass right now i'll just mark two conditions like oh i get to mark two conditions eh yeah <laughs> and the opposition it's an opportunity. So. All right, so uh, you dodge most of the gunfire, but as suggested, you do take a couple of slugs to the shoulder. Uh, so you're going to have a mi- the opportunity the opposition has. You're not going to have minus one on rules to use your powers because one of your arms is not able to properly control the, the constructs and blasts you make. And uh, you all, uh, to, why don't you guys both roll to assess the situation really quick? The one time I didn't want to roll high. It's very, very rude. A 12 on the die. All right. I got a 7. All right, so uh, with a 7, Marty, you're going to take 1. And with a 12, you're going to take 2, Ursa. Uh, so between the two of you, you get three questions from this situation. Uh, what here can I use to blink? What is the biggest threat? What here's the greatest danger? Uh, what is most vulnerable to me? How can we best end this quickly? 
How could we best end this quickly? So you know from previous training sessions, there are two ways to deactivate the training room. Uh, there is a security code on the keypad next to the entrance, which only Mr. Impervious knows. And there is an emergency shutoff switch on the far side of the room. Hmm. What were the what were the other, the first few? Uh, no problem. It is. Uh, what here can I use to blank? What is the biggest threat? What is the greatest danger? And what is most vulnerable to me? Okay. What is the greatest danger? Uh, you see the laser cannons, and uh, you. You know that if the safety parameters are off, those lasers can probably maim you. Whereas the bullets will just somewhat injure you. You could lose limbs from the laser. Okay, what what can I use? What can I use to... Oh, uh... <laughs> What can I use to hack the system to override the shutdown code? All right, so uh, you have seen Mr. Impervious enter the shutdown code at the panel several times. Uh-huh. Uh, so you might be able to remember if you try really hard. Uh, so what we do is, if you wanted to do that, I could have, you could roll to uh, pierce the mask because it's plus mundane. Mm-hmm. Or just plus mundane because we don't want the options here. If you want to roll plus mundane, I would give you two rolls to try and guess the keypad entry. And you'd be looking for a 10 or higher to guess the complete entry. But that's the best you can come up with is you could punch the numbers. You also think there is a small chance that if you just blast the uh, panel, it might override the system as an emergency precaution, but you're not sure that'll work or make things worse. You think it might depend on what your die roll is. <laughs> oh, gee. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm going to turn to Cal uh, and I'm going to ask... Uh, so, so Cal, we know that there's the shutoff switch on the other side of the room. Do you think you can... Do you think you can transport over there and shut it off? Oh, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you solved my absolute part of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll charge up burn. <laughs> Here we go. Just don't get two conditions marked because then I will maybe die. Oh, cool. That's a plus conditions plus three, so that's a twelve. So I get. What do I get? I get three, and then I'll use one to move and hit the shutoff switch. Right, and with that, you teleport across the way, you hit the emergency shutoff, and the room shuts back down, and the doors unlock. <sighs> and Mr. Pervious comes back in, like, are you guys done already? What is this setting? <laughs> oh, the safety parameters. I forgot we turned them off. I'm so sorry. I was supposed to re-enable them, but I was distracted because of this, and he just kind of waves at his hair. Why was it like? But yeah, once we, uh, I guess once we get that kind of taken care of, I spend the time with, uh, with Egon, especially too, since he, he seems to share in some of my 
powers, we just take the time to kind of get more acclimated to what it is we can do as, as safely as possible without getting each other or ourselves hurt. All right, so I'm going to give you two an option for this particular training. You can either grow closer to each other, which would give you influence and clear condition or mark potential, or you can adjust your labels based on your training. Um, I don't think I need to adjust my labels. And uh, hmm. And remember, even if you already have influence over each other, you can still mark the potential. Okay. So I know I think Egon has influence over me already. So that is up to you if we want to just make that mutual. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Okay. Sweet. Can I say that? Um, can I say that during this during this training session, at some point, um, probably towards the beginning, um, Cal is Cal is like shooting off some energy blast because Egon's obviously never done this before. It was an accident, right? So um, Egon sort of tries to mimic tries to mimic the blast like alongside you as you're blasting, and accidentally activates um, accidentally activates an ability from another playbook. Uh -oh. energy absorption so your blast shoots out from your hand and kind of like does a u-turn Ooh, <laughs> and sort of like ends up shot like being absorbed into my hand like uh being absorbed into my hand we're kind of both just look at each other for a second I, I don't know what just happened but that was kind of cool <laughs> that was sick it just seems like the kind of thing that would happen. Egon would be trying to like get a hold and like these things sort of like just sort of popping in and out. Um but yeah, so I I'm I'm fine with that. Uh the influence uh Cal now has influence on me. Sweet. And you both we... get the mark potential. Yeah, so we get I get okay. uh and I missed something earlier, I think. So I get Does rolling high on take a powerful blow give no, when you roll high and take a powerful blow, you just get the bad stuff. You get the potential for succeeding on that, which means rolling low. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so Jutop, besides actually. training with, <laughs> yeah, Jutop, besides training with Jack, what do you do? Uh, something other than training, obviously. Right, right. Yeah, um, I rest, um, recover um, from my training with Jack. Um, I, I, um, I spend some time in the mess hall, of course, with Daryl getting more catfish. Um, I will definitely oh, yeah. swing by the infirmary to check on, uh, Val, uh, not Val Mal and, you know, see how she's doing. She doesn't seem to be super responsive. She's really out of it, but, you know, I just want to swing by and let her know, maybe drop off like a plant, not a flower because, you know, post-apocalypse. So I'll just find whatever, you know, green thing I can outside and it there to let her know we yeah. were thinking about her um just a uh, quick really quick mal isn't it that is mal oh, that, that, now. Correct, sure, and correct. you you bring you bring it a succulent because that's yes. pretty much the only thing that would survive the nuclear apocalypse thank you bring in aloe vera plant yep and as you walk to the infirmary you see that egon and cal are going through the uh the supplies looking for aloe vera is aloe vera the pink one or the orange one? I think it's blue. Oh, no. What if we just do all of them? 
Would that work? It's the green um, one. You hear the it, nurse it, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, at this point, I'm oh, just running not... around and trying to do a, a, a quick mental inventory of the team um, for the rest of the time, trying to make sure everybody's good and you know we're rested up and check in and make sure we're all ready to go for the next mission. Um, mor morale checks is what we're doing. So, uh, 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 Egon, um, you know, uh, man, how's, how, how are things going for you? How, how was, was your training session productive? I, I mean, when it, when my powers did what I wanted them to do. Yeah, it was, it was, I guess we're making progress. I still feel kind of bad about blowing up the van, but yeah, yeah, I could understand that. But, you know, we, we all survived. We all made it back. So don't let that van situation, you know, weigh too heavily on your mind, man. And just remember, you know, slow progress is better than no progress. You feel me? So just remember. Can you, can you talk to General Mills? He says that he's going to deduct my pay until I pay the van back. And Ooh, that seems kind of. I will harsh. absolutely try to put in a word for you. I can't promise anything, but I will definitely speak to him about that. I'm also confused because he said my pay, and I didn't think we were getting paid. I, I don't know I, that he knows I who I am. I, um, I was about to make that. Wait, you guys are getting paid, Joe? I, I was. I was absolutely just going to not talk to General Mills about that. It's just like we're not getting paid. What is he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> being paid for the yeah. Where's this deduction coming from? General Mills. Currency. It's the most populous. <laughs> General Mills had tried to make a joke, but it was just like delivered flat. So he <laughs> thought he was being a hundred percent serious. Okay. Uh, 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 so uh, we go to check on uh, Cal. Cal. Hey, Cal. Man. Oh, hey, hey, um, hey, what's up? Uh, you know, just swinging through, man. You you doing good? You everything going all right for you? Um, I I think so. I'm. You know, still working on getting things under control. Mm -hmm. How's that but, going for you? Is it better than worse, or you know? Uh, better, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning, that's awesome. I'm learning actually some new ways to uh, make things happen. You wanna, you wanna help me test something real quick? Uh, you, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I got you, man. What, what, what's up? What you got? So, um, just so we don't get caught up in like the mechanics of it all I, I i just wanted to like use this time to introduce another one of the new burn abilities i got um i would have like jatat just like do one of his little energy blasts that he does and i would use my boost ability to mechanically give them a plus one bonus to their role but in this instant it makes the energy blast like larger and more impactful i suppose nice are you doing this in the middle of the medical bay no, I, I mean, go to the training room. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, of course not. <laughs> no, no, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm making my rounds through the bunker, so I'm doing this wherever each individual I find is at at the time. So you know, Cal spends yeah, so the a good majority of his time. Bed, yeah, and then Cal's like, "Hey, can I show you something?" He's like, "Yeah, sure. Let's go to a safe area for this." Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Val and Jack, maybe be, be wary of wherever I find you next. So, I think things are going well. I don't know. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, 
how fast can you do that? Like, if I fire off like a bunch of those at once, can you just like get all of them, or is it just like one like real good shot? I I I think right now just one big one. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Just just wanted to make sure I've got it in context. All right. Cool. Sure, cool. Man, sure. that's dope. Well, all right, man. Well, I'm glad things are going well for you. Let me know if I can do anything for you, man. You know, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. All right. I appreciate that. Take I think I think in this moment uh, with. Uh, Jatat coming and actually like checking in with Cal. I'm gonna give Jatat influence back over me again. Hey, I got influence on hard light again. My favorite gun, or one of my favorite guns in Destiny. Um, <clears throat> I was so, going to say this because I feel like Jatat's going to Valerie next. That's exactly, uh, as, exactly where I was going. As you're looking for Valerie, you do see a line of people walking away with. Uh, candy, <laughs> and you see one person like with a Reese's bar, another one with a Kit Kat. You see someone who seems disappointed they acquired a Mounds bar because who would want a Mounds bar? Ew, disgusting. Hey, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Phrasing, please. <laughs> Coconuts aren't even real nut. <laughs> Almond Joy's got nut. Yeah, Mounds don't. <laughs> exactly. Like coconut and chocolate, they don't go well together. Why? Like this person's just ranting about the mountains bar, but that was all the that uh, apparently all they had left before they had to restock. So he got stuck with the mountains bar. Well, all and right, if you well. turn a corner, you find Mal, who looks like she's counting some sort of currency. You're not sure what's being used as currency, but she's counting something. It looks hey, like she's uh, given an exchange for Val. What in the? Hey, like, so I remember you guys coming back with the candy, but like, what's What's going on here? Or do you mind me asking? Like, is it what? What you got? Are yeah, you, no, are no, you no, doing no. good? I'll, I'll, I'll like you doing good. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. It's um, uh, it's supply and demand. Okay. And <coughs> a little bit of distribution. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna sneeze again. Oh god. And uh, you know, I I'm the type of person that I would hate to have all this wonderful sugar and not share it with everyone oh, okay. but i really couldn't think of a fair way to do that okay and so you see at first i thought maybe i should just give everybody like divide it up like by how many people are on base and all that but then i realized right. that people are kind of people are chaotic and they'll eat all their candy at once and that's not an adequate way of um like conserving and distributing our resources. So then All I got right. this idea that it's need-based. How badly do they need this candy? And okay, so okay. then we had to assign a value and, you know, and then and then I did and look what I got. <laughs> That's uh, you know, when when they want more candy, they'll go get, you know, they'll they'll trade for it and that makes sure that they don't like eat all the candy at once. Okay, okay. They, you know, so I, I know you got a lot. Like, what are you doing? Like, as far as like your supply, because I get I get that you got a supply that you're giving out to everybody else. But like, where are you getting your candy from? You know, I gotta be honest. Like, I I like sugar, but like, I don't consume like a whole bag of jelly beans very fast. I just like to have it around. So I'm one of those gotcha, people that gotcha. I try to ration myself. So I've always okay. got a jelly bean when I want that little rush of sugar. So, you know, I've got my uh, bag that I took as payment for my services, you know, back in my room. 
And then I have an extra bag to use as little terror bombs whenever I feel like it, because that was a lot of fun. I'll I'll keep that up for a while. Okay. Battle's not like Gambit with jelly beans. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we can find anything else small that has dual purpose, like you could eat it and you can use it as a bomb, I'd... I'll I'll switch, but until then, this has worked out really well for me. Okay. <laughs> well, but so the question, you know, the question to Todd is, what kind of candy do you like? You know, I I don't know. I've I've not had much much candy or much sugar um, in my life, so um, you know, all, all all you know, all lean protein and um, and, and veggies. I'm I'm kind of kind of focused on my health you know so um i tried to keep sugar out of my diet as best i could so i'm not really well versed in what candies might be my favorite what do you recommend what i'm going to share with you and Mm -hmm. this is not my favorite but i just have this feeling Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. might be something that you like we'll see we'll see i could be completely wrong and out of my pocket i don't know it's a really big pocket it must be a big pocket um okay well from some mysterious place i pull out a container of peeps <laughs> and so I pull one out and I like I hold it out to him and I'm like, try it, try this, <laughs> and just tell me what you think. Fifty, fifty-year-old peeps. Todd's probably never seen a normal chicken because he grew up in this bunker. Wait, like, wait. <laughs> no, it's even worse because Jatat. That somehow this fifty-year-old peep has been perfectly preserved. <laughs> And he has never seen anything so adorable in his life. He's like, you want me to eat this? This is... No! And he just, like, he's immediately attached to them. No, and absolutely not. And he takes them, and he's, like, cradling them, and he's petting at them. Like, These are adorable. Do you have any more? He's got... He's gonna start a peep collection now. Do you have yeah, any more? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the whole, the whole, like, container, because honestly, like... It's like one of those. You can uh, do what you want with your peep. It's fine. Can can you it's can like, you give can you give them to him in a in an Easter basket with like the plastic grass, so he can make like a nest for him. I'm gonna have peeps awesome. just cool. placed everywhere around my room like little troll dolls. Now you got that one of those so like cute. big uh big like six pack boxes of peeps with the giant mm-hmm. plushie in them too. That's perfect. It never. This is this is. A, but you're telling me this is made of candy. That so so something that looks sweet actually is sweet. That's that's adorable. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah, you can squeeze them too. They're little. They're like little marshmallows. He gets like the tiniest of squeezes to feel how squishy they are, but then like not enough to like damage it. Just like, we squeeze oh. it. Val's gonna make a little noise every time just for the. <laughs> <laughs> this is such. I'm not going to make you. the older situation. <laughs> These marshmallows are incredibly stale because they are. Confusing. Oh, oh no! It crumbled a little. Oh, okay, no, no, no. Everything's no. fine. Okay, all right. Well, but still, these are these are precious. Thank you. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take these. Thank, but I'm glad to see you're doing well. Um. <laughs> And you, uh, you carry you carry on doing what you're doing. Let me know if you need yeah. anything. And I just I was gonna reach up and like pet your head as you walk away because that was the cute. That's like the only thing cuter than the peeps was the fact that Jatad just fell in love with the peep. <laughs> awesome. And it. now Val's like secondary goal is to create fresh peeps because like if only just like a few bags of them just to like keep J- Jatat in in her favor <laughs> or vice versa. Like- I forget. Not marshmallows you talk could actually eat, but no, you're going to get the trouble crafting them to be chicken-shaped. Yeah. 
Well, and- <laughs> oh my god. I wish I had the little there's like a little meme where you, so there's peeps, right? But then you can also make like little like little bunny shapes and if you make when they're made fresh, they like wiggle. You know, you can mm-hmm. wiggle. Anyway, there's a whole world has been unlocked since we now know that Jatat likes cute things. <laughs> as 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 Jatat walks away, Egon walks up, sort of scratching his arm a little bit, and he's like, "So I ate all the cotton candy, or I ate all the uh, the, the the candy corn. Do you have any other uh, any other uh, any other uh, 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 hol- holiday <laughs> holiday shaped holiday shaped candies? Like maybe big peeps? You got peeps? peeps? No, absolutely. I, I just charged up an energy blast. Like stay away." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on boost. <laughs> you, you go talk to Val now. <laughs> so, as I'm guarding my peeps and trying to get them to my room safely, I come across Jack. I don't even waste time like trying to ask Jack how he's doing. Like I see him, I make sure he sees me, and I give him one of those. I, I go past him, I give him a high five, but we do because we've bonded at this point, right? So I give him that high five where like you go by and you high five and you come back around I'm and get to low five. It's like, oh. so Jack. And I just keep right on moving and take it in, take my peeps to my room. Find a nice spot for him. <laughs> That's great. So I'm gonna say because uh, you already got influence over a couple of people from that. I'm gonna go ahead and just say because you were the team leader and you were doing leadership things, I'm gonna add one to the team pool. Hey. Nice. Awesome. You also you also acquired peeps. I did acquire peeps. I've got my peeps from my peeps. Yeah. 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 Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna Boo. name each one of them after you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, Egon, what do you do with your downtime besides that one training session with Cal? Okay, so I think the beginning I think the beginning of this, um, Egon is still struggling with I mean, throughout this entire downtime. Egon's sort of struggling with uh, sort of this residual guilt. Um, I think at the beginning, um, before the before the training session with Cal, um, he probably spent some time. Um, he spent some time in his in his sanctuary in the uh, in in the library, um, sort of just uh, trying to. Uh, trying to see if he can find some answers to, to to literally anything about what might be going on with uh, with his body. I'm sure he encounters some uh, random book on um, some random book from like the 1950s about puberty and how it's the devil and how uh, and how uh, he's he's going to be absolutely ruined for life uh, just for existing and having negative thoughts about anything. Uh, but um, he so as he's sort of looking for these answers, um, I think he's probably going to talk to uh, what do we say the uh, Prometheus? Prometheus. Yeah, so I, I think he's going to have a conversation with Prometheus, um, just sort of trying to either either distract himself from sort of these negative thoughts that he's having about himself and sort of this um, because he just made things worse, right? <laughs> he's, he's he last the entire last session, all he did was run off on his own doing his own thing and then he blew up the van and we all had to then excuse me get in a golf cart uh to <laughs> to to go to to go to uh the, the nearby to go to Reno in order to get a a proper vehicle to to go back to base so like he's putting he's inconveniencing the the the, the team and i think he's just going to ask Prometheus he's going to say Prometheus what? Uh, yeah, 
just one moment, and you see, like, he's directing his thoughts. Like, he, he looks busy and thought, like, General Mills has me looking all over the base because apparently there's some sort of contraband going around. And I, <laughs> in, I have ten of me right now trying to figure out where. Uh, let me just close those down really quick. And he, he like, you watch his eyes roll back for a second, and he's like, okay, you now have my undivided attention. Well, that's rare. Uh, as uh, as he's as he's sort of centering, you see uh, you see Egon like puts uh, he puts the candy corn like in his pocket, like as he's <laughs> just sort of like uh, contraband. That's weird. Um, I, I feel like it just it feels like I'm just being a, a huge bother to the team, and I, I feel like had I not been there, um, the mission would have gone a whole lot more smoothly, and. I feel like I'm just, I feel like I'm just weigh, weighing everyone down. What am I supposed to do with all this? I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a, like, I'm an adult, but like, I'm still just a kid. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do people do about this, Prometheus? Well, it's important to remember, you're still learning and adapting to your powers, and that's going to come with some growing pains. You might recall you were unthawed a little bit later than the others. During the training sessions, there was... A point where uh, Cal lost control of his powers and almost injured one of the teammates during the uh, training sessions. I think General Mills may have just been premature in putting you in the field before your training was more thoroughly complete. So uh, these accidents will will happen, but I think with time they'll happen less. Okay. I mean, you sort of are... I mean, you're like the closest thing we have to God. So <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to take your word for it. Um, there, let me tell you another story. Uh, when I first developed my power, I could not control it. And so I was in 20 places in the space at once. And I couldn't figure out how to move my copies around. And I was in invasive places that made people very uncomfortable, like the bathroom. Oh, no. Is we that why like, that sign's there? Yes, there's a sign saying that I'm not allowed to go into the bathroom except for my physical form, yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a sign showing everyone, if you see Prometheus, he's actually going to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's, just, there's a learning curve for these powers. I overextended myself one time. Uh, General Mills wanted me to comb a very large area looking for supplies. I made 100 projections of myself, and I collapsed unconscious. I was, I was not ready to do that yet. And I thought I was. He thought I was. I wasn't. Uh, it's important to recognize your limits and slowly build towards them and realize that you may overexert yourself and there's no telling what will happen. This is uncharted territory. Uh, humans before this point in history didn't have the kind of power you and I wield. So we are in, un we are in a new frontier of human evolution. Okay. No pressure. So you, could, so you could say you had 99 copies, but Prometheus was still one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, Lokot, thanks. Uh Okay. Um I'll I'll I guess I should probably focus on trying to get a hold of these powers and what they might be able to do. Um I, I guess I should I got to take care of this weird scorch mark on my hand first. So maybe I'll talk to Cal see how he manages it. Uh yes, uh the apparently this happened before you talked to Cal, so I can't make a joke about aloe vera. Oh, you <laughs> you could, oh, and I just forget. I just spaced it out altogether. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what I'm going to give you for uh, this nice conversation you had with Prometheus and your mm -hmm. research, uh, 
Uh, you are going to be able to grow into your image of yourself if you want. Uh, if, you, if you want, you can move your labels around. Uh, alternatively, you can just take one potential because you've learned to control your powers better. I think I want to take the one potential. All right. So I'll do that. Bring me to four. Uh, and then uh, the training session with Cal, I think, goes down. Um, all that good stuff happens. Uh, um, Jatat checks in on me. Uh, I become addicted to sugar and uh, walk up to walk up to Val asking about peeps. Uh, Jatat then uh, yells at me for seemingly no reason. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I think um, I think the only other thing that I'd like to note in the downtime is um, while Prometheus did say all of these deep and meaningful things, because I am still a teenager and a little shit, um, I think part of me did, in what Prometheus said, sort of read the subtext as this is General Mills' fault. So um, I'm as <laughs> as as uh, as like I, I I walk by him on the base. I, I'm still I'm still going to be like, you know. Hello, sir, and answering his questions, but like with a little bit, with like a little bit of disdain, um, sort of like, uh, sort of, uh, I don't want to say completely uh, rejecting authority, but definitely uh, with a, a, a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth interacting with him, at least for a little while. Definitely not because you have sour patch kids. Definitely not because of sour patch kids. Callum's Every time you see him, he's looking at these like words of visual, like, where are these things keep coming from? <laughs> I just keep finding them strewn around my office. It's like, what What was that? He's trying to think, like, my mom told me about this thing we used to do when we were kids before the uh, the bombs dropped. Easter Bunny, yes. It's like the Easter Bunny is coming, hidden Werther's Originals around my office. I'm just imagining that, like, every time Val walks by him, she just, like, slips one into his pocket. Oh, yeah, and if he leaves that jacket, like, if he leaves, like, his jacket or anything like that in your place, it's always gonna have candy. It's gonna be, like, the magical endless pockets. He's gonna just keep finding candy, you know, until we have to go on another candy run, and then that's my apology for taking the truck again. <laughs> so as you all some wrap up your... people grease palms, you know, we just... <laughs> Sticky we slip palms. some candy. So as you all wrap up your individual downtime, uh, the next morning, as you finish breakfast, Mom goes, Jata and your team, please report to the Situation Room after breakfast. What was for breakfast? Uh, Jelly beans. Nope. Fruity Pebbles <laughs> and other General Mill cereal products. With fresh <laughs> milk from the Brahmin that you guys keep on base. Uh, and in case any of you don't know, a Brahmin is a mutated two-headed cow. The milk uh, is, tastes a little sour. Does it have lactose? Does it have lactose in it? Uh, it, you know what? It is genetically mutated to have super lactose. It is actually extra lactosey. It's no. extra lactose. Extra <laughs> lactose. <laughs> Wait a that second. Sounds absolutely <laughs> that... horrendous. So have any of us evolved or mutated enough to deal with the extra lactose? Because <laughs> if not, you all, is... yes, because you have superhuman immune systems. Okay. <laughs> but everyone else in the base kind of like they like drinking <laughs> milk, but they grimace. And you like some some people are particularly lactose intolerant to it, so like there's gassiness. But uh, you five are fine. <laughs> How are we having issues finding uh, finding sugar if the cow is producing super lactose? <laughs> because you don't have the technology to refine sugar from it. 
We have the technology to make death rooms that reset themselves, but but, but not, not refining super lactose. Excuse me, Egon. This is the United States of America. We spend ninety nine percent of our money on weapons and one percent on everything else. Oh, he's got the magic track. Low ball number. We spend about one hundred and twenty percent of our money on military. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Val's just trying to convince everybody that this candy, these candies, are weapons, <laughs> and they deserve. <laughs> They deserve their piece of our budget. <laughs> and by the way, all those useless peppermints, the ones that nobody wants to eat, that's becoming the new currency on base for things, is people just trading the candy nobody wants to eat. Like, oh, yeah, here's some stale mints. The five stale mints is in exchange for a Reese's. Oh, and Val accepts it because she's going to grind that shit up, and it's going to be our next, like, our seasonal drinks, like, you know, peppermint coffee, peppermint... Oh, hell you yeah. Know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we're gonna reuse that shit. She's You're gonna start selling chocolate mint stuff, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, so like that, when that occurs, you and Jatat become enemies. So like those really oh. so like those really <laughs> chalky mints are like the one are like the one cent piece, and then like the the standard peppermints are like your five cent piece, and then like for like the people who really stocking them up, they have like Altoids, right? And they're like, this yeah. is worth like a hundred of those chalk mints. Yeah, those are the power bombs. Like the yeah. the the Altoids are actually going to be, um, like scent diffusers for like medical equipment. You know, like that sometimes medical stuff just smells so bad. So we use the Altoids, and they're like strong scent. To people are either going to love or hate mint by the time we're done with this. <laughs> it's it's pretty for real though. Like, what can't you get mint scented? You know. Plus side, natural insecticide, so there's always that. True. Yeah. Are there many insects left? I guess cockroaches, probably. Cockroaches you don't want to encounter. There may be danger skeetos or something now. They may be like, you know, five Super inches size. wide. And... Fire <laughs> ants that breathe actual fire. Yep. You've heard tales of grasshoppers the size of minivans. Cockroaches really like, like those guys from... Yeah, the uh, men in black cockroaches. Yeah, the men in black cockroaches. You like open a panel, they're just sitting there going, they just sitting there smoking cigars, going, "Hey, you want in?" You're like, "Nope, thank you." <laughs> Those guys, I, I pictured the big bug. Oh, the big big bug. Oh now. yeah. Not, no, no, no like, not... let's keep it to the little ones. Uh, that's much safer. Anyways, General Mills calls you all to the Situation Room. Uh, does anybody do anything before the situation besides eat their cereal? Um, no. Jatat's gonna go make sure that the safety is turned back on inside of the uh, the danger room before anybody else gets killed on his way to the situation room. Just, just to be safe. Just now that now that I know, like you know, because I didn't, you know, I didn't own up to it, but I know that somebody else went in there behind us and almost got hurt. So I'm just gonna go. And then head on over to the situation room. I think you waited a full day. I was like, you oh, know. the next day. And you're Cal like, oh, let me just make sure that's still on. Cal you know, I, I don't want anybody. You don't go back TV. during the same time. Then it's obvious that you were involved. But now it's been a whole day. Everybody's kind of forgotten about it. And you just kind of, hey, hey, oh. Cal yeah. walks by on his way to the situation room and sees you doing that and goes, hey, uh, be careful going in there. Somebody, like, set the the danger settings like all the way up to the max yeah and it's, it's so really weird. bad in there I, right now. I saw that when i was walking by so i was just trying to make sure that's turned back off so yeah right, thanks, thanks. yeah, yeah i don't I, know who would do I, that that's crazy can I, can I detour to like steal some peeps from jatat's room while he's doing that 
<laughs> start a war. Oh my god. I mean, I'll, so I'll, give you, I'll give you some candy corn, damn. <laughs> I, I will say this, based on the layout from last session, the barracks are one direction from the cafeteria. The rest uh, of the base is the other direction, so if you want to walk off, it will be super conspicuous. Uh, am I that? Uh, no, no, it's fine. Fine, keep your peeps. All right, then. Keep your safe. All right, and you confirm Mr. Impervious did set the safety code back to the base level where it's shooting, like, the skeet shooting discs and uh, you know, all the other obstacles are, like, plastic-coated to protect you. It's shooting, like, rubber bullets, all that good stuff. Cool. All right, then, yeah, I head on straight on over to the Situation Room. Ah, glad, I'm glad you could all make it. Thank you for coming. Uh, so... Uh, we've learned through a recent intelligence report that a local uh, warlord of sorts has learned how to train the Yaogwai to be obedient, and we're hoping to mm -hmm. negotiate their, their ability to train some Yaogwai for us so we can use them to protect the base. Uh, is that, do you think you could escort? Do you think you'd handle this diplomatic mission for me? Yes, absolutely, sir. I believe our team is capable of handling anything. Uh, excellent. So he's, uh, as I understand, he's running out of a food warehouse on the other side of San Diego. Uh, his name is, uh, he looks at his notes, Zoltan the Adequate. Cal just oddly goes, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm so glad I stopped to grab my, je my jelly beans, because... Okay, so um, I, 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 like, there's that pressure in the air of, like, somebody else seizing up, tensing up behind us, so I kind of... No, all right. That sounds that sounds that sounds terrific, General. Um, do you have any additional information or any specifics about this? Uh, what was the name again? Who the adequate? Zoltan the adequate. Zoltan the uh, adequate. Do you have any additional information on him, or maybe his uh, his personality type, or how best to approach this situation? All right. So uh, he and his followers aren't what we would call uh, human, and he pulls out an intelligence file, and you see these hulking green things. We call them super mutants. Uh, so they, they're they similar to the ghouls you encountered at, when you went to Reno, except they maintained their intelligence. And instead of becoming, like, for lack of a better word, zombies, they became big, hulking monstrosities. Uh, they are still capable of speech and being reasoned with, so they're not like the ghouls where you just are dealing with a feral creature. Uh, so, But they are very aggressive. Uh, they are very militarized. Uh, they're compound. They've accumulated lots of weapons. Uh, so, uh, part of the reason I'm sending your team is if things go south, you are best able to defend yourselves. I'm worried about sending one of my civilian negotiators because I don't know if Zoltan will negotiate with us peacefully. Okay. Um, one last question. What is it about Zoltan that makes him so adequate? Apparently, amongst the super mutants, he was the only person who was actually capable of getting any of the others to follow orders in the slightest. He's not a great leader. But apparently he is an adequate one. Okay. All right. Understood, sir. Well. And um, I will send Prometheus with you on this mission, his projection. So uh, if any requests Zoltan has, uh, you can confer with Prometheus whether or not it's possible, and he'll communicate with me. Wonderful. So oh. we, we have a direct line to be able to authorize our negotiations. Yes. So before we head out, Val's going to, like, just kind of, like, meander over to Jatot and like pull on his sleeve, you know, like trying to be be all discreet. <laughs> and she's gonna be like, hey, uh, I have some mission critical information. 
uh, all right. Uh, what, what, one, one moment, General. Got to step over into a corner. What, what's up? What's up, Val? We we stole all the candy from that guy. Wait, what? We we stole all their candy. I mean, probably not all the candy, but as much as we could load on the truck. So we went to negotiate. He wasn't into it, and so I. <laughs> I, I don't, actually I don't think him, we were like, into it. Ear bombs. And and then we ran off with their stuff. As much as we could right. in the truck. I, I don't think he was not into negotiating. I think we were just not into negotiating. Because we saw candy and we were like, ooh, candy. Okay, alright, alright. Um, so Mika asked a couple questions about this uh, previous encounter you had with uh, uh, Zoltan here. Um, were you in uniform? Like was there was there anything about what you like when you approached him? Would he recognize like us as a unit or uh, or or ages as a unit or as an organization from from your previous encounter? You didn't happen to have like any type of like you know paraphernalia or symbols or badges or anything like that that would identify you as a member of ages at that point, would you? Probably not, because like, like, I really don't like my uniform, so I don't think I would have worn it unless somebody made I mean, me. This sounds like a thing where you guys like sneaked out of the base. Not like you were like driving around with a big van with our logo on the side of it, right? Well, the van. I. I mean, <laughs> do we have vans that don't have our logo? Uh, oh no! You guys, did you guys take one of the vehicles. <laughs> uh, they they have a rocket launcher. They didn't use it, but they have a rocket launcher, so that's important to know. And sledgehammers. Um, oh no! Okay. So. We might be able to recover it if we have something really cool to trade, but I just don't know what they want. We didn't quite get that far. It just... All right. Their attitude was not conductive to an equal exchange. Okay, okay. Again, right. I cannot stress enough how much of that was completely our fault. I know. <laughs> but it's all perception. We're going to go... <laughs> That's true. They don't need... <laughs> Boz doesn't need to know that. Okay. All right. Well, I, mean... I, think, <laughs> I think we can still work with this. Um, we'll, I I'll need to get some more. Truck. Um, yeah, I, I think we should probably, you know, we'll take our truck as far as we can before we get into sight of them. I don't want to tip them off that you're coming back. But at the same time, um, I, I, I think if you can give me some more details on exactly how you guys this previous encounter with, I think I've got, I think I've got an idea on what we can maybe work something out here. Hopefully, this doesn't go immediately to hell but you know at least we'll give ourselves a chance to not have to fight and claw our way out of this so above game i think i didn't pay attention well enough what are we getting from them like what is our goal right. uh, so in addition to the access to the supplies that they have hoarded in that warehouse uh, they seem to have developed the skills to train and domesticate yaogwai so they're look general mills is looking to train the Yaogwai to help protect the outside of the base because that area is heavily irradiated and there's only the six of you and like three other people who can be out there for an extended period of time. So I guess we can't kill them then, right? That's that's that sounds very. Uh, you get the impression that you would lose the access to the knowledge of how to train the Yaogwai. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so I was gonna I was gonna say that you could like pretend that we were prisoners and like trade us over. And then I can like unleash my jelly beans and we can blow everything up, but that would also like not give us the resources and not give us the training. So, yeah. Uh, Mal, Mal, is, Mal is, a, is the delinquent, right? Correct. Okay. Um, 
If I were to say, I don't know, use illusions on the van, how long would I be able to hold that? Would it, it would depend on my role, right? It would. If you got a 10 or higher, you'd be able to just be like, yep, I illusionarily superimpose something else over the van, and it just sticks for a while because it's a minor illusion. You get 7 to 9, you're either taking condition or it's going to be temporary. Okay. Then uh, I want to... Uh, I, I'm assuming that I overhear... Because as as quiet as Val's going to be, like, she's not going to be quiet. Yeah, I was trying um, to be quiet for us, <laughs> so that the big guy wouldn't hear us, not necessarily so you guys wouldn't yeah. hear anything. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm going to say, uh, so I think I might have a way for us to, um, for us to get the van through, Chatot. Um, All right. So what you get? I seem to be able to use a whole host of different powers. Um I might be able to uh, create some sort of illusion around the van that uh, will allow us to drive the van all the way through. We can change the logo on the outside. I don't know, maybe give it a spoiler, um, some fins. I don't know, something, right? So that um, it's a little bit less obvious. And if worse comes to worse, um, we could always just take a we could always just take a can of a. Uh, we could always just take a can of uh, of paint and like paint over the uh, the Aegis logo. Maybe like we put an S in front of it. It'll be like Sages, and then they'll be like, Sages. "Oh, hey, it's a totally different place, right?" Um, we're not really <laughs> sure how how intelligent these folks are, so um, we might be able to sort of pull one over that way. Maybe draw like a pencil mustache on the the Aegis logo or something. Okay, all right, all right. I like I like where your mind's at with this. Uh, yeah, just, we'll continue to workshop that around as we kind of approach, and we'll come up to our final de design details on that. But yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing right now is to try and get into contact with um, Zoltan without without issue. Like, I want, to I want to at least try to enter into peaceful negotiations first. I understand we're headed into a dangerous situation with someone who is already proven to be dangerous. Um, thank you, Cal and Mal for that information, or Val for that information. Um, but yeah, we've got to, we want to at least attempt to enter into this peacefully, try and negotiate uh, to a, a reasonable treaty, and then exit safely. That is, that is the step or goal number one. Goal number two is stay alive everybody and so if that means that goal number one becomes compromised goal number two is immediately the next one up and at that point you all know how we get down he looks dead at jack when he says it <laughs> <laughs> so so at this point we we are going to take a short break before the team embarks on the actual mission so uh you know, five, ten minutes or so for everyone to, to, to uh, refill their drinks, uh, take nature's call, as it were. Uh, but everybody, audience, stick around. We will keep the stream running just in be right back mode. Do, 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 do. Commercial break. All right. Welcome back to the Mass Aftermath stream by Bard Rock Cafe and Friends. Uh, before the break, we saw the team was given a mission to negotiate with a group of students led by Zoltan the Adequate to get the uh, supplies Zoltan is hoarding and also the uh, trained Yaogwai that he has trained. Uh, there is a snafu. Val and Cal recently crossed blades with Zoltan the Adequate and some of his goons might recognize them and or the Aegis logo. So they were negotiating what to do about that when they came, returned. 
I do want to remind the group that they do have access to a single non-Asian vehicle that they took from Reno at the end of the last mission if they want to use it. That's We're definitely going to have to be a thing. I was going to say, I feel like it would have made more sense for Val and I to use that for the candy run, but, you know, Snack Squad, yeah. not known for Daryl our Daryl wanted more supplies. Yeah, but we're, it was an official mission. But right now, we're going as ambassadors of Aegis, aren't we? Yes. Well, you don't have, like, a schedule on his docket, so, like, you don't have to show up in an Aegis vehicle. It's not like you're on his itinerary. Right, but if we show up, he's going to ask us who, we, who we're with. Presumably. This is true. Um... Uh, that's where we're going to make sure everybody's in uniform. Everybody get get, get in uniform. Oh, so yeah, um, that's, that's why we're all in our class A's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then um, let's, uh, let's make sure uh, ID badges or, uh, you know, uh, uh, your, your licenses. Everybody's got, everybody bring those along. Um, let's just make sure that we look as official as possible. Um, Cal and Val, you two stay as hidden as possible. Um Wait, did Egon go with you guys too? Was he there? No. no? All right, Egon. You, yeah. So you're up front with me, Jack. I need you to be there, but maybe not so up front. You're, you're a little intimidating. Get a little intense sometimes, but maybe right behind, kind of like bodyguard presence type situation. Is that is everybody good with that? I mean, I don't. I don't mind staying near the truck if, like, if we actually no, drive no. the truck up there. I could stay in the truck. I mean, no, 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 I, I can throw my jelly beans from anywhere. I just. <laughs> I given given <laughs> given given our propensity for diplomacy, I I would like everybody to be close just in case. So maybe okay. like right behind Jack. He's big. You can maybe like you know just. Is that, yeah, is I mean, that, okay? that, that sounds better that way. If they actually use the rocket launcher on the truck, like I won't be in it when it explodes. So there are there are definitely con you know pros and cons and. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine being near yeah, vehicle when it explodes? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what as a matter of fact as i'm thinking this over i've got an idea what you if you leave the truck around the side <laughs> val do you think maybe you could use your powers to make jack more intimidating and let him like lead off our negotiations real strong from that point oh yeah he's he's gonna be terrifying to at least someone <laughs> right all right do we um, have do we have access on base to like um like hair and makeup kit like a disguise kit? Uh, yeah, sure. That that seems like something that would be in military surplus, like for espionage stuff. Okay, then I think Egon. I think Egon is going to is going to is going to walk up and say, "Okay, I have the perfect way to hide Cal and Val." I'm gonna go into the supply. I'm gonna go to the supply cabinet. I'm gonna go get uh, get the disguise kit or whatever. I'm gonna get the aloe vera. I'm gonna go oh, yeah. back and get the aloe vera, <laughs> and then kind of walk back out. I'm gonna have to turn around and go get a second bottle, realizing that I need one and Cal needs one. <laughs> then I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna say, "Okay, we'll go ahead and we'll disguise you guys in the right. Uh, you yeah, you folks on the right over. So um, on the right over." Egon is going to have uh, one of those idiots guide to uh, idiots guide to face painting, but it's going to be like clown face painting, and he's going to be trying to adapt it uh, to disguise to disguise Cal and Val enough 
that it's not super obvious who they are on the right over. Oh, Val is absolutely going to duck face and like help you out as much as possible. <laughs> it's going to be awful and wonderful all at the same time. Cal, it's going to be one of those things where like it's going to be one of those things where I'm starting to put on the makeup on uh, on Cal, and then you're sitting, you're you're looking and you're like, what the hell are you doing? That's a lip pencil, and you're using it on his eyes. Can you stop <laughs> that right now? <laughs> so the end result is that Cal looks significantly better, <laughs> and I look, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look like one of those delinquents that they're they're pretty sure they're, you know, Mad Max gonna get, <laughs> get jumped by these weirdos. You know what Mad Max didn't have enough of? Post-apocalyptic clowns. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Is this happening like on the ride there or before we leave? No, on uh, the Justin, ride we there. We need to ban something really quick. Okay. That's a very nasty little spam bot. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, I think, I think Jack's gonna kind of talk to Egon a little bit while while he's doing this. Like, hey, um. So, that thing you took Cal's power, right? You can just kind of do that. In, it seems like I can kind of borrow from a few different places. I I was also working with Cal, and somehow I absorbed his blast instead of making one of my own. And I'm not entirely sure that I have a good handle on it. Why? didn't you take Mal's power and just illusion them? Honestly, I was kind of afraid that I would try to illusion them and accidentally blow them up. So... That's... You know what? Cool. And Jack, like, pats his hand on Egon's shoulder, <laughs> like, yeah, no, good, good call. Never mind. I mean, I tried to I tried to save everyone and accidentally blew up the van. So I don't really have a good track record right now with these things. So yeah, you uh yeah, it did never, happen. Never mind. We'll, 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 <laughs> it did happen. We'll work on it. Right, Egon, roll me plus mundane and give yourself a minus one if you're trying to. Makeup while on a moving vehicle. God, no. <laughs> afraid that might happen. So uh, I have 12 minus one, minus one, so 11. All right. So in 11, you did a remarkably good job considering you had no previous experience with this or using a dummy's guide to clown makeup on a moving car. They both look remarkably well disguised. You guys check out the scar I put on Val's face. It looks badass, right? Yo. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Snack squad in disguise. Yeah. So, do you have any other preparations while you're in route to the warehouse? Mm, I got um, nothing. I think I think our current plan of just let's walk in and scare them all of us immediately <laughs> is probably going to be our best bet at this point. Because if they're terrified of Jack and he's big and powerful, um, maybe they don't want to actually fight us and just, you know, hope that hope that they'll give us whatever it is that we want and then we leave. And then if not, um, you know, again, 
Plan number two, stay alive. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Stay alive. Mm. Question for Val <laughs> yeah. and Cal. At any point, did you communicate to Jutat or anyone else the fact these super mutants are comparably big and strong to Jack? Um, I mean, no. I, I mentioned they had sledgehammers, and we know that they're like super. I was going to say, I mean, so... Cal didn't really clock how strong they seemed to be because he didn't get up in the mix with them and he wasn't really all that scared of him. Right. Just want to double check for everyone's informational purposes. I mean, well, that was, that Val's was like depending on the fact that it, it doesn't really matter if Jack is like gigantic or not. It mattered because she would use her power the same way even if it was on Egon. So it just, their size doesn't really. Yeah, that's Register true. Size is a problem to her right now. It. You heard it here first, folks. Size, size, doesn't matter. size ain't nothing but a number. All right, so you guys pull up. I assume you're pulling up the van to somewhere around the corner from the warehouse and then walking the rest of the way? Yeah, I would say so. Yes. Prometheus, maybe? Prometheus uh, is sending a projection because he doesn't want to get shot. Oh, projection still. My bad. So, I forget. not Jack, but only because we want him to look all important and whatnot, right? So, I feel like I feel like I would drive that way. Uh, Egon can take care of the makeup for Cal and Val, but I'd want Jack to be looking. You know, I want to get out and like have the door opened up for Jack. So, I guess I, I'd drive in that case and chauffeur the crew. Awesome. I could make you roll to drive the van, but that seems like really petty for me. So, <laughs> uh, so instead, you guys successfully drive down there. You park the van at a, a parking lot near the warehouse, but out of sight. You walk there. Val and Cal, uh, you recognize the security is much tighter this time. There are now visible super mutant patrols on the outside. Mm. Yeah, their security so, was uh, much less uh, robust last time we were here. Yeah, you clock about six super mutants patrolling the outer yard of the warehouse. Uh, the one with the grenade launcher again, uh, two of the assault rifles, and three with sledgehammers. I'm going to make sure that my jelly beans are, like, firmly in my, like... Why did you? I don't know where a pocket would be. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Like we're gonna it's pretend I'm like a weapon. kangaroo and I got a pouch someplace that holds this, like a fanny pack that holds just candy. I don't know. Um, but I'm gonna make sure it's not just like sticking out <laughs> where they can see it. All right, all right. Um, you know that's probably not the best way to start this off, but it's a way. All right, let's just make sure we stick to the plan as best we can. All right, everybody. And team, let's go. Okay. Next one. So you approach the gate. The gate is shut, and there is a padlock on it, preventing it from being opened normally. Do you knock on the gate? Do you fumble with the lock? Do you jump the gate? Uh. No, go ahead. No, I just I realized I had a really important question that should have been asked well before this. Um, what about all the conditions we gained during our training montages? Uh, it's only been a day, so. Okay, all right, so. Cool. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh so we have yeah, all those? The candy robbery occurred yesterday. Woo, all righty, yeah. This that's, is, uh... that's why security's so tight. They literally got robbed yesterday. 
All right, all right, yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, let's. Uh... I am. I am so <laughs> out. I, Justin, have taken the condition guilty for this. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. Uh, because I, Marty, have taken afraid. Because Jack got zero conditions out of that and still lost, and you took all of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is. Anyway, I will anyway. say. I will say this. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to go into team mechanics because I will say, even though this is hopefully peaceful, I'm going to give you the uh, battle against a dangerous foe thing now. So I'm going to add two to your team pool. Okay, cool. And yeah, so like we're going to resolve that. And then uh, does your tot have influence over everybody? Uh, Yes. All right. Everyone has the purpose. You all have the same purpose, so you're going to get that. Does anybody mistrust the leader of the team? No. No. Would you say you're ill-prepared or off-balance? No, we're pretty decisively prepared, considering we had two we're, people well, infiltrate yesterday. I mean, we're, right. we're probably, like, arrogantly prepared. Uh, <laughs> arrogantly <laughs> prepared for this. Right? Yeah. I mean, so Val is, like, absolutely prepared to go. However, I did want to ask Jatot, like, kind of, like, under her breath, did we bring, like, a good faith gift or anything? Or are we just coming empty-handed to talk to people? Oh, shit. Should we, have, should we have brought one of those? I know none of us thought of this. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, we should have brought something like... We bring the problem. That, that feels like a social did, thing. Did, did we, is there anything? Like, oh, yeah, did no, we no, find anything outside? Mathis just waves his hand at you all, his spectral hands, like, we do, we do have things in the truck. I have them load stuff in the truck. Oh, thank you. Okay. 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 In that case... So what's in the truck? Confidence. Good to go. Yep, they have, uh, there's two uh, middle-sized water purifiers, uh, each one about the size of, like, a uh, like a side table. Looks like they probably purify, like, 10 gallons at a time. So you can give them the ability to, to de-irradiate some water. Uh, obviously, there's no point in bringing them food or weapons, because so they have plenty of those. Uh, but all, but they, you, there is, uh, like, some blankets and other general supplies they might not have. But the big attraction is the two water purifiers. I, I you know, Jatat's a big history buff, and he just doesn't feel comfortable with the idea of bringing somebody, some strange people, um, blankets. Uh, so he's going to be like, hey, let's take the one, um, let's take the one water uh, purifier, and we'll give them to that as a faith gift. And then we'll, and we can, maybe we can posit that if the negotiations go well, we've got another that we'd like to also offer. Maybe, yeah. Back pocket? Yeah, what do you guys think? You can offer the blankets. I mean, the only reason I'm saying blankets is because we all survived the, like, they survived the apocalypse and we were actually in a, you know, Solid technically place. they're probably in a better position to survive any sort of strange stuff than we are. Just That is fair. Although fair. that would be terribly ironic if, like, we killed them from sp smallpox after they survived. Can I ask? Know, can, I ask a, can I ask a needlessly, uh, a needlessly technical question? How did the sure. water purifiers work? That's a great question. That the Bethesda people Bethesda did not answer in Fallout. I, I, I also have no idea. Like, do we think? Do we think it's some sort of like Brita esque so, filter where it's like it's just water passing over some sort of substance, or do we think it's like bio? So, like, Basically, my assumption would be that there's probably an object that, like, a filter in it that absorbs radiation, and you pass the water through it. 
So it's not like microbes that are eating radiation or something like that. It's specifically... It's, it's some sort of future tech filter that, like, you put okay. the water through it and, boom, clean water. All right. That was my needlessly technical question. You have, you have two of these bad boys. They can process 10 gallons of water each. All right. All right are Jack. they heavy? Uh, no, sorry, are they heavy? Because uh, Jack is our muscle, and if we're currently going to have him be the the face, we need him not so, carrying the gift. So if, if they were filled with water, they would be heavy, uh, but otherwise they're the size of, like, small tables. Like, normal people could carry them, because it's basically empty containers you run water through. All right. Okay. So yeah. then I'll, I'll carry the one that we're taking in then. Not quite as bulky as uh, Jack, but, you know, I, I should be able to get that yeah. one. All right, so you guys approach the gate. Once again, the uh, the gate is locked with a padlock and chain. Uh, do you knock, jump it, break the lock? What is your strategy for entering this base? I am going to knock, but before I do that, I want to kind of, like, reiterate something. We started with one team. Because of Jatot and Mai's triumph uh, triumphant celebration earlier, we got another two from Jatot's. Yeah, we I already had that from, counted. We got one from what you gave us. Two for entering battle against the dangerous foe, and two more for the questions. We have eight team in the pool, guys. Let's oh, go. I, count, I, we are I counted seven. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> I forgot about one of those. Cool. We are we are stacked. <laughs> uh, I knock. All right, so Back in uh, you hand, just three reps. Yeah, they you, they hear a clanging sound, and the two nearest guards see you. Uh, they cautiously raise their weapons, but walk towards you. There's no sign they're going to fire yet. What business do you have with Zoltan the Adequate? Uh, Jack pulls out like his ID and kind of flips it. It's like we're here on behalf of Aegis. We want to trade. All right. Um, someone say evens or odds. 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 Okay. Jack's right. doing it. It's evens now. All right. <laughs> if I roll evens, these two guards are not two of the ones that they ripped off. If I roll odds, they are. Evens. These are not two of the people that that a Cal and Val attacked. Like, oh, Aegis. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and they pull out like a pocket radio, like like a walkie-talkie. That's the word. I know English. And they uh, say, uh, Zoltan, we have some represents from Aegis. They want to negotiate with us. Oh, and nice. there's a silence. It's like, what do they offer? Uh, yeah, what are you guys, like, offering us? Well, Aegis has a lot of resources at our command. And... We have quite a lot to offer, depending on what we can get. Uh, we have brought, as an off, as a show of good faith, we've brought you guys a water purifier, if you want it. Uh, boss, they say they got lots of stuff, but they brought a water purifier as a gift, because you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, Zoltan the Awesome, why didn't I go with that? Yeah, sure, let them in, we can talk. And so they uh, unlock the padlock and, like, uh, two more guards come over to escort you into Zoltan's throne room. And yeah, so you have just... Room. Of course he does. Of course he does, he's a warlord. 
Yeah. And so they walk, they walk you through the factory floor and up the stairs and just the five of you are being one. There's one guy with a sledgehammer in the front, one guy with a sledgehammer in the back. At this point, Jack and Jatat and Egon, you do have this clock. They are about 20% bigger on average than Jack is and comparably muscular. So you get, by estimation, even with Jack's superhuman abilities and the gauntlets, they're probably comparably strong and durable to Jack. So I'm going to lean over to Jatat and I'm going to be like, Jatat, would you say they're about like 19.5% bigger than Jack? <laughs> I'd say at, at least that, right? Like, but Yeah, not- I'm saying... But yeah, not, like, it could be much further than that. Yeah, I mean, like, like 19 and a half, maybe like 21 tops, like somewhere in the 20 range. <sighs> Man, I, I feel like that 19 and a half number is pretty solid, but, you know, my math's a little bad. And you, oh, okay. But, that, but that, that, that feels right to me. 19, 19, let's, say 19 let's call it 19.75. Yeah, so yeah, okay. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 20.25. <laughs> Only that one over there because he has like he's got like a little bit a little bit bigger of a uh, of a bicep than that guy. Unequal biceps. He's been maxing out on one arm. <laughs> that guy skipped leg day once like three years ago. Point zero two percent loss. Never, never recovered. <laughs> never caught up. And so you're marched upstairs to the above the warehouse floor and toward the back where the management offices would have been. And uh, the throne room is very basically. It looks like they knock use sledgehammers to knock down a couple of walls between offices to make a large room, so they can have a throne room instead of just like a dinky office with a desk. <laughs> and uh, they assembled a and they assembled a throne uh, pedestal out of loose pallets and just a big comfy armchair. Is there any and, evidence that the desk is still there? Uh, there is a mahogany desk shoved in the corner. Mahogany. It looks like it's being yeah mahogany. They pushed a mahogany desk out of the way? That's insane. Uh, okay. For a bit. Um, are the are the are, is the is the drawer side of the desk facing the wall or facing us? Facing you. They are using the desk for storage. They just didn't want to use it as a desk. Okay, never mind then. Okay. Yeah, and sitting before you is I said these other super mutants are comparably big to Jack, a little bit bigger. This guy is like dwarfs Jack. He's easily two feet taller, like like substantially more muscle mass. This guy is a hulking super mutant. So, so Val is gonna like tug on tug on Jack's arm, you know, and get him to lean down so she can tell him something. And she's just gonna say, "Just remember, it only takes one jelly bean." <laughs> I don't. And are you going to try making Jack more intimidating while you're doing this? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I should probably roll for that, right? All right. Yep. So you're trying to make intimidating, not terrifying, right? That's what you're going for? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So roll to unleash your powers. Okay. We've got seven plus plus three, three, so ten. Ten, you nail it. You do not overshoot it, which is what would have happened in a seven to nine. So uh, Jack has an intimidating aura, but in a way that these students seem to respect him because they see him almost like one of them at the moment. Uh, Jack, you're going to have plus one on any negotiations you make with them. You see the... Because I'm real bad at that. You see the JoJo's JoJo's menacing symbols just like... Yes. (laughs) Just drifting past. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, you guys actually dressed him up in like JoJo's outfit for this to like make him look really regal. <laughs> got a pose now. I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure how that hat works, but it's like your hat, but your hair. I don't know. <laughs> it's like ah, so you come here from Aegis. Uh, some of my men told me that uh, people in an Aegis van took some of our supplies yesterday. Do you know anything about that? Our van was stolen last week. It was a really uh, nice van, too. It had a full tank of gas. It was really disappointing. All right. Uh, roll plus superior because that's the closest thing to rolling deception we have. Did I just lose everyone's audio? Uh, no, it's so. we're all just really quiet. No, I, yeah, I, no, saw I, two, I, so. I saw two people laughing, and I didn't hear any laughing sounds. Well, so with my one to superior, that puts me at five. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so go ahead and mark potential. I was like, no, Aegis is a very strong military organization. I remember from the before times. They wouldn't steal your van. And then one of the guards is like, she sounds familiar. Uh-oh. Uh, did you take... Did how you long take have we been our, in here? Uh, how long have you been in here, like, in terms of time? Yeah. Uh, like, would I have had time to, like, closely observe everything as we were, like, making our way? Absolutely. You very slowly marched through the entire factory. All right. So then, yeah. So go I'm ahead just... and get started. Yep. 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 Just in case. Right. <laughs> Val's not going to say anything else because that'll just confirm that her voice sounds the same. It's just that like she couldn't like whisper snake, oh yeah, we had it stolen. Like it was either go for it or don't. The dice hate me. All right. So got a 10. So yeah, hold three. Right. So would one of you like to explain to me why you ransacked my warehouse yesterday? Look, I don't know anything about that. But. As a second offering of good faith, I'll get to the bottom of it, personally. He, he looks you down, up and down, and he's like, hmm, I want you to roll uh, comfort or support, because you are trying to assure him of something, so that's going to oh. be plus mundane. Okay. You're trying uh, to comfort him that you're going to make this right. Well, you got a plus uh, one to that. Do I, I, this this counts for the plus one forward. Yep. Okay, I have a very important question then for Egon. Yes. Is this impressive? Uh, which one? Is what impressive? The, is Jack being impressive right now in Egon's eyes? I mean. Egon is definitely impressed that you're able to keep your shit together and that you haven't like just put on the gauntlets and started bashing people in the face. So okay. I will say I will say yes. Okay, cool. That's a seven. Alright, so uh that is a hit. They hear you, so you get to mark potential, clear condition, or ship labels. They open up to you. They are gonna open up to you. I just realized that Jack's actually taking my advice. Yeah, oh I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Narrative. <laughs> yes! You seem like an honest, honorable man, and Zoltan stands up from his throne, reaches out, and offers you a handshake. 
yeah, Jack will shake his hand. Uh, the the gauntlets aren't out yet right now. They're just kind of the the bands. Like he has all right. The... My men tell me that they tried to negotiate for our supplies, and that someone from Aegis grabbed them and ran. It would do <laughs> All we ask is fair compensation for whatever was taken, and an apology. Perfectly Zoltan fair. may be a warlord, but he is not a overzealous warlord. Uh, before before we leave, I will have to talk to uh, whoever was involved and get as much information as I can. How's the rest of the team doing in the back row at the moment? <laughs> Egon was... is just biting his lip trying really hard not to <laughs> glare at Val and Cal. <laughs> also, here's the thing. Like, Val told Jatot, like, in, an, in a sidebar. I don't think Jack knows about this yet. <laughs> Even though they were talking about it on the way they are doing the makeup and everything? Yeah, oh, yeah. were they? Okay. Yeah, no, we, we, we divulged. <laughs> Uh, Jatat right now is just glowing with pride, like a proud papa watching Jack handle these negotiations in the most mature of manners right now, and getting us through this possible shitstorm we're about to walk into. Like, I'm just like, if I could stand it more attention, I would right now, but I'm just like, yes, this might work. I'm so proud of him right now. Uh, I took the potential, by the way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, like above board. I want to fail three more times before the end of this. Because I want another advancement. <laughs> I want to take come on lucky from the beacon so that I can have a Yagwai pet. Ooh. <laughs> well, just roll bad. Yeah, yeah, just roll bad. Just just, just get bad. That. Just get bad. Yeah. Get bad. <laughs> Val's just being quiet because she's not sure, like, this is so sensitive, she's not sure if she's supposed to actually apologize and admit to wrongdoing, or if she's just gonna stay the freak quiet until she's, like, forced to admit that anything happened, you know, like, maybe. <laughs> Val, roll to assess the situation, Val. Okay. Okay. Got. Is there any plus to this one? It's plus superior. Hate that I heard that and then I forgot that rice the roll already. So that would be nine. All right. So a nine, you to ask one thing from this list of things to assess situation. Why here can I use to blank? What is the biggest threat? What is the greatest danger? Who is most vulnerable to me? And how can we end this quickly? Uh, how can we end this quickly? <laughs> All right. So Val, you come from the. Uh, Less reputable side of the track, so to speak. I imagine, is that correct? Yeah. So, you know people like Zoltan like to throw their muscle around. You know when someone's speaking above board. You know when they're full of crap. You get the distinct impression Zoltan genuinely just wants an apology, and he's trying to just make sure that he and his subordinates are taken care of in the apocalypse. You don't get the impression you'll be executed for coming clean. 
Okay. So in that instance, you know, Val will come forward and she'll pull out her bag of jelly beans. This one's not opened. And I'll hand them the bag of jelly beans and I'll tell them I'm sorry. We actually came to negotiate the first time and I have trouble controlling myself and I made a bad decision. And I'm sorry, but we will be very happy to compensate him for the candy and etc. Of which I'm not 100% sure we st- what it was, but I know we stole things. Still like I'm a sure we have a stuff. list someplace. <laughs> Egon is just wide-eyed that Val just did this. Cal is also impressed, but still not saying anything. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's, it was 90% on me because I'm the one that threw myself right in the middle of all these people and like through through fear fear beans at them and you know like fear I think for the beans. most part this was mostly all my fault so Zoltan takes the jelly beans he looks at Val he hands the jelly beans back says if I'm compensated then you can keep these thank you for being honest with Zoltan thank and... you for being cool and I'll I'll try not to be so impulsive next time I see sugar that's not mine. You also see Zoltan's guards like visibly become less tense. Like they were like waiting for the command to like attack you all, and they see like, oh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Oof. And now that their guards don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just start smashing. No, Val's totally happy with this because I'm sure they have more like they have more supplies than what we were able to fit in one truck anyway, so, like, <laughs> it's a better deal. Cook will be happy. I think at that confession, Jack just, like, turns his head toward Val and gives, gives like, a we're gonna talk about this later kind of look. Like, a very stern... As if he he's he's playing he's he's in the role of like a superior right now and is kind of like it's not an act he is being your superior in this moment even though he's like not really um and I I I hate fighting my teammates I really do <laughs> I want to expend my influence over Val. To give her the guilty condition. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, not that I had any choice, but I will happily, happily take that I one. I mean, you you do. There is literally a role for resisting someone's influence. But that's, Yeah, that's but I you. wouldn't, because I feel guilty or I wouldn't apologize anyway. Like, And yeah. above, also above board, it's the fact that like she's like only moderately actually sorry that we did that. But this serves the purpose better. Like it makes more sense to apologize and like get more out of this, because she also wants to be able to tame whatever the hell those things are. So, you know, it uh, it, it makes sense. Real? She will she will be humble and, um, you know, fade into the background right next to Cal. <laughs> I assumed it was just for the healthy trade relationship for more candy. Um, 
Jack will turn back to uh back to Sultan and straighten himself back up. Um I apologize for this, but we will take into consideration what has been taken as part of as part of these negotiations. Zoltan thinks very hard for a moment and says, Aegis has uh, many vehicles in their bunker, yes? We do, yes. As you've seen, our compound has no vehicles and it is a long walk into town for any sort of supplies we want to scavenge that are not on site. If you give us one uh, medium-sized vehicle, we'll consider the food paid for. Okay, excellent. I think that's you a quick thumbs up. Yeah. Would you take another water purifier and several blankets instead? It's not, no. <laughs> we can always give them the un, you know, unageous marked vehicle, so we have a that's true a extra bartering of something we didn't start out with anyway. I mean, that, that would that'll be pay for the food. That will not, like, you haven't even asked about like the yeah. trained Yagwai or anything yet, yeah. so. I mean that would be that would be something to talk to General Mills about, but I don't know. He sent us here with the authority to do this, right? No, I meant yeah, I, I, meant, I meant what vehicles sure to give about, them. Yeah. yeah, anything you're not sure about, just like ask Prometheus. Prometheus will, like can confer with him. It's like basically instant time. Oh, Prometheus yeah, has fair. got one projection with General Mills, so if you're not sure about something, just ask. So, yeah, the one one vehicle is perfectly fair. Um. I mean, I mean, above above board. If I were Aegis, I would give them one of the Aegis marked vehicles and ensure that there was a tracker placed on it, because then you would have the knowledge of where the vehicle is at all times. But you know, that's... yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll deal with yeah. exactly which yeah, yeah. ones are like. Yeah, yeah, General Mills will deal with that. Yes. Um, to be perfectly frank, uh, the the reason that we're here is because you do have something that, that Aegis desires. We what want to that know be? how you train these beasts. Ah, yes, the Yaogwai, and he looks out his window, and you see in the back window of the office, you can see a pen where there's about 12 Yaogwai that are sleeping surprisingly peacefully from what you can see. Like, these things are normally very feral creatures, but these things are very chill. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we discovered a uh, substance that makes them very tame. And our trainer, once we give it to them, they, they uh, become much easier to deal with. And uh, for Ipto, if you provide us a second water purifier and a larger vehicle we can use to shift around supplies, I would be happy to provide the substance and also have our trainer assist you in training some Yaogwai. We could do that. But let me ask you. Aegis has a lot more than just vehicles and supplies. What is it that you guys need the most right now? Be honest. Honestly, we could use more secure shelter. They're more, and like food and water are nice, but you know, there's death claws, yaogwais, and scorch beasts out here, and that remind all the other people, the raiders that wanted my territory. Uh, if we had somewhere secure to live, like your bunker, we'd be happy. Oh my god, can we bring them home with us? 
<laughs> she says that out loud. Jatat looks over at Prometheus like. Uh, Jack Jack turns to Prometheus and is like, "Is that is that uh, doable?" Uh, Prometheus holds up a finger as if to say, uh, "One second, and there's some silence. Uh, you don't. Then he like he like has his eyes look glazed over because like he can be in multiple places at once, but like he can't really focus actively on doing stuff at the same time. So like you almost see like a load screen for the version you have at the moment while he's just like phasing in and out. Like, dial, dial, he's doing that. Dial up noise. Gonna reach over and like put her exactly. finger through his like. <laughs> She's just gonna like pretend to touch him, like, and then she'll stop because she knows she's only got a few seconds. Dial up noise. And after about a minute and a half, uh, he returns back into full focus and he's like, uh, General Mills finds this arrangement acceptable as long as you and your team take responsibility for Zoltan and his brood. So we can bring him home with us, but we gotta feed him. How, uh, how far away are we from the next closest Aegis base? Uh, so the Aegis bases are basically bunkers built outside of major cities. Uh-huh. So uh, like there would be one in Los Angeles, one in San Francisco, and you have one in San Diego. So as far as it would be to San Francisco or San Diego or, uh, San, or uh, Los Angeles, those would be the other two nearby. And then, of course, you've been to Reno and that one's abandoned. I mean, because... If we could fix the one in Reno, they could have their own bunker, period. We would be able to get into contact with them, and they would have access to their own entire... They could take care, like, they could take care of it themselves. We could bring them back with us, but we will have to, one, be responsible for them, and two, um, be responsible for them. So we yeah. will have to... <laughs> yeah. We will have to take... If they do anything, if they do anything mischievous, we're on the hook for it, and we have to make sure that they're fed and all that other stuff. Ega, that's be, a great idea. That could be a two-part goal, because the, yeah. the other one won't be fixed, like, 100% soon, so we could theoretical, theoretically take them back with us, be responsible, feed them. Um, I could use more help with my, with my uh, sugar market that I've started. Like, if we could loan them one of our vehicles, they could actually help with my distribu distribution. And then, like, in that process, we can also help them, you know, renovate the uh, the other base. And then we've got a working partnership. And Cal I have a new trade space for my black market. Oh, Cal, no. Cal can't take people. Can he take things? I could probably, I mean, I mean, I mean if he can bring his clothes, thing. logically, You're he right. can bring other inorganic material. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, duct tape all the sugar yeah. packets to you. <laughs> yeah. Just like instant trans <laughs> is this is this like Dragon Ball Z instant transmission rules? Like he just has That's to be touching it and he can take it with him? Except he can't take other living things with him, yes. I think that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, I mean just like you could have them grow sugar in Reno, like in the bunker. Oh shit. I was gonna say growing sugar in Reno wouldn't work, it's in a desert. Yeah, that's but not in the bunker. Yeah, yes. in, yeah look. It's in a desert in the apocalypse. <laughs> It's like not you're offering them subprime real estate. Your bunker is better. <laughs> so yes, it seems we have a couple options. Yeah, I do like the idea of bringing them back and then eventually uh, working towards giving them their own space. Yeah, it gives them a good reason to behave because they know that something good is coming. Coming like yeah. we're all working on something for them. So I don't know. Like, yeah, agreed. 
I like do it. Any question? Do any of you have uh, any sort of scientific or medical thing like that you've been exposed to recently? Like, what? How much would any of you know about your own mutations and how they work at this point? Checks have and, uh, probably the top probably would know the most because he's probably been communicating with you all before you were unfrozen. I think. Right. Yeah. No. I was. Yeah. I was going to say uh, probably yeah. just because of my background with ages, I probably get the most understanding of it. All right, so uh, Jatat, roll me plus superior. I want to see if you can intuit some things about the super mutants. Stay on the table. Hey, uh, that's a nine? No, it's an eight. All right, uh, so with an eight, you can suppose they also have genetic mutations, and the fact that they uh, don't seem to be physically ill, like the fact they are green is kind of weird, but... It looks like overall they probably have similar radiation resistance to you. They probably are okay to be outside for extended periods of time. So they'd be able to do work around the base on the exterior that can only be done in hazmat suits by normal people. So they'd actually be very helpful for you all in developing the base. And you'd be able to... Uh, basically, you don't have to worry about like taking up space inside. It's meant for all the frozen people. You'd have be able to do more stuff with them. Wouldn't okay. wouldn't we all be able to intuit that? Because presumably that this warehouse is not like designed to resist radiation, and they're all just like right. standing about. Right, but you're uh, so you can intuit that they are radiation resistant. To talk mm -hmm. can intuit that they have like similar mutations to you. So okay. Difference... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Except theirs made them green. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So then, um, I will. Uh, lean over to our commanding officer for this mission and uh, kind of uh, posit that information in his ear. Um, hey, uh, Jack, real quick. Real quick, Jack. Um, I'm pretty sure that their mutations are just, you know, kind of like ours. So I think that, uh, I mean, I really think this is a good idea because we, we get them back to the base with us. I mean, as long as they don't manage to, like, try and overthrow us or anything, this could be a really healthy working relationship uh, helping us to uh, reestablish, um, you know, humanity or just life outside of the bunker in general this this could be good uh let's see if we, let's go ahead and see if we can land this thing home with the yagwai uh, training and they help us defend us and we help them defend them and so it's all should be all good since yeah, Chitop you... mentioned the idea of them overthrowing would anyone like to roll to pierce the mask to read uh, yeah that was going to be my next pieces? question is like yeah. do you do you think that the whole that all of them will be cool with that I think um, I think that role would have to be either Jatot or Jack. Yeah. So Cal, my my initial thinking is that given how well these negotiations have gone, I am currently more apt to trust them. I'm still not. Just because so, Jack is mistrustful of everybody. So I would think Jack would probably be the one to pierce the mask. Okay, let's see. Uh do to do what is pierce the mask? It's plus, plus mundane. mundane. Oh. Five. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the team pool cannot help you with that because I think you can't spend two team at a time. Uh, it's not me that spins team. Each other person right. can spend one team each. Okay, so you can spend it before to, like, as a team. narratively help somehow. Alright, well, I think you can I think we can justify Jatat without anything extra because Jatat had that conversation with you. Yeah. Yep. So that would get you to a six. Does anyone want to do anything else to try and help with this role? Yeah. Or does this count as part of the negotiations or no? Oh, yeah, I guess it would. 
Okay, then it, then that's up to a seven. Awesome. So with a seven, you can ask one question from the Pierce the Mask list. Uh, what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get you to blank? Or how could I gain influence over you? Um, I'm going to ask this in character. Uh, so we can relocate you to our base. That's We've been given the go-ahead to do this. Do you think everyone here would be amenable to living on a military base? Like, do you do you believe that no one would cause issues? And I am attempting to ask, what are you really planning? Or I guess what so, do you intend to do is probably the better one. All right, so I'll, I'm going to give you two things. First, the, the uh, simple answer to your question behind the game, which is you get the impression Zoltan just wants his life to be. Zoltan seems to be a very shrewd, but straightforward man. Uh, what he says to you, he looks at his men, who look a little bit less enthused about this situation, he says, uh, Zoltan's men fall in line behind Zoltan. If Zoltan say they move, they move. They'll, they will listen to Zoltan. Okay. And you get the impression that because he is the biggest, scariest super mutant, they will, in fact, yield to Zoltan. Uh, you do get the impression that because they might not like, there might be a clash of authority between him and General Mills if, like, there might be faction thing. But you get the impression Zoltan's not dishonorable and would probably be more like a butting head than, like, a mutiny. Okay. So. Let's, let's lay out some options here that'll still satisfy what you need. We can take you back to our base. Everyone. We can provide for them food, shelter, beds, provided that they work with Aegis and know that they are in a military installation and will be expected to behave like that. Or we have a second empty base out in Reno. You would be, you would receive our support, but would not be directly like a part of our group. You would be on your own out there. It would take time for us to get to you if anything happens. But but you would be independent. A third option is we could provide engineers and a construction crew to fortify this place. It wouldn't be a bunker, but we could make it much more we could make it a better shelter and more defendable than it is now. Zoltan thinks on this. I'm, I'm not sure what Zoltan want, would want. Like all three of these are pretty metal him, so I'm rolling a d6. Okay. Uh, Zoltan thinks now he's like, I'm sorry? Are we supposed to assume that we okayed all of these with General Mills? Because <laughs> uh, we only had the one plan okayed by General Mills. Uh, Look, all the well, other ones are significantly less impactful to him, so I'm just kind of making the call. They're, yeah, the, they're, uh, they're not really. We're, one, giving them their own military base. Military-grade base. They'd have to repair it, but they'd have their own military-grade base. 
The second one is we're saying that we're going to dedicate time, energy, and resources to fortifying their factory, which may or their warehouse, which may or may not be fortifiable. I, I'm going to go ahead and say the second one. Like you're just pointing them to an empty building that's theirs to take. So I don't think like General Mills is like, oh, that base is lost, whatever. Yeah. Uh, General Mills might have something to say about you volunteering to renovate their factory. <laughs> like we, I mean. It's an empty building, but, like, it has telecommunication with other Aegis bunkers and whatever supplies we didn't hijack from there on the way back, oh, right? There were no supplies left. Like, there was, like... Yeah, yeah there's... there's like, you guys there. raided everything, but, like... Like, everything that was raided by the other people, there's literally nothing there but the walls and the soil. And, right. like... The right there... Didn't we leave a few of the, uh... The ghouls there? Yeah, you did. They'd have to clear out the ghouls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely relate. I like. I'm not keeping any information back. Like, like. Oh, you know, by the way, like, there's some zombies. I assume we're not gonna oh, roleplay out things. like the. I assume we're not gonna roleplay out like the really nitty gritty details. But like, yeah. when when we do like the finer like contractual bits of this, I am gonna go like, hey, we've already been to this base. Here's kind of what it's like. You know. Oh, BT does. There's a bunch of ghouls for you to fight later. <laughs> like here, are, here are, like oh, ghouls. I hate those things. Like here are potential hazards. Here's what you know supplies it does. Like here's what like supplies and tech it does have. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of go over as much detail as possible. All right. So Zoltan thinks about it and uh, he stands up. He walks over to the desk. He opens the drawer. And he pulls out a medal. He said, "In the before time, Zoltan's family was military family." Sultan is leader because they recognize his authority. He knows how to respect authority and how to demand respect. Living military life do not matter to Zoltan. Uh, you, know, Zoltan uh, you seem like a respectable man. Zoltan would like you to be his friend. And he puts the medal back on the desk. And uh, he's okay with moving into your bunker. To, he doesn't want to go all the way to Reno. And frankly, the only thing this thing has going for it is it has lots of supplies, and he didn't have the means to move them. All right, cool. Uh, Jack puts out puts out a hand, and Zoltan shakes it. Yeah, there's like the one, handshake. Like singular firm. <laughs> yep, predator high five. <laughs> Two big muscular guys clasping hands. Sig Curtis and General Armstrong. That's the one! And so you report yeah. back to base. Mission success. Uh, you show up with about 20 big muscular super mutants and truckloads of food, medical supplies. Any, if you could buy it at a grocery store, it was on a pallet in that warehouse. So you're telling me we got more aloe vera? You have tons <laughs> of aloe vera. You have an entire pallet of aloe vera. Egon, got cow! Oh. Egon's just Egon's just, Egon's just in the back of the in the back of the truck with like sunglasses on as they're unloading the truck and he's just like yeah yeah, yeah raising the roof. <laughs> I just imagine there's like a big fat of it and Cal just like dunks himself in it like ah. <laughs> so you uh, unload the supplies, you move the superbeans in uh, because only a portion of the base is unfrozen. There's plenty of room in the barracks at the moment, but you know you're going to need to expand the base's housing capacity at some point as you thaw more people. Uh, and a few more days pass, and Prometheus uh, informs General Mills of something very troubling he spotted uh, doing his standard scouting on the outskirts of town. 
And you're all called in the Situation Room again. Dun, dun. And this time Zoltan joins you because Zoltan is the un- is even though he's yielding to General Mills, he's recognized as the leader of the Super Mutants. The super- he represents the Super Mutants in this council meeting. Mm. And General Mills says, "I have some troubling news for you. Uh, first of all, I finished reviewing the materials you recovered from the Reno bunker and details of their communications with the Las Vegas bunker. Uh, it seems that the general in charge of the Reno bunker was aware of Mister Gotti's de- uh, developing powers for some time." Uh, Mr. Gotti wasn't a problem initially. He was compliant. He used his powers to be helpful, but as they grew stronger and he realized he could permanently enthrall people, he overturned everyone at the Las Vegas base. And the general was able to send out one last warning to Reno before he was enthralled himself. And before Reno could communicate that to us, he had rolled over to Reno and overthrown them. Hmm. So, this, sorry, words, uh, we looking at a hostage situation, or do you think they're all willing at this point? We have reason to believe if you could break the thrall, uh, they are being bound by his will. Simply knocking him unconscious wouldn't be enough, because... He seems to be able to maintain control even when he sleeps. But if you were to find a way to... (laughs) Right. (laughs) It seems that uh, if you would find a way to snap them out of it, you might be able to break them from the enthrall. And if you were to, uh, in the most extreme situation, if you were to kill Mr. Gotti, it would probably also free them from his spell. But something else of interest we found, he was unable... We found in the records from his communications with the Las Vegas bunker, while he is able to influence others with genetic mutations, they seem highly resistant to his powers, which is why uh, very few, if you look at the footage before, there were no powered individuals on his team that came to the Reno bunker. I have reason to believe you all may be resistant to his mind control. Okay. Which is a good thing, because we also have some troubling intelligence this morning. And uh, at this point, Prometheus pops up and is like, as you all know, I regularly use my ability to project myself to scout the area on the outskirts of my projection limit on a daily basis to make sure there's no dangers immediately threatening the base. Uh, About halfway between here and Reno is the maximum distance I can project myself. And this morning, I saw a convoy of vehicles passing between Reno and here, uh, and they appear to be from the Las Vegas base and include Mr. Gotti. I have reason to believe he is on his way and will be here later today. Wait, to to this bunker, to our bunker? That appears to be his trajectory. We have approximately five hours to prepare for his arrival. Oh, shit. And that is where we're ending today's stream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually really like that. Bum, bum, I think we're going um, to be able to use Mal a lot in a confrontation with that guy. I think that oh, yeah. their ability to like manipulate emotions is going to go a lot farther than my ability to throw a, a 
scary jelly bean, so. <laughs> Wait, Mal's gonna have such a great time because now we've got all of the super mutants for them to manipulate the. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, it's gonna go crazy. <laughs> Shit's gonna be wild. All right, All so right. that is that is end of session. So we're going to do the end of session wrap up before we close out the stream. I can. All right, so I'm going to go through every player from left to right on the screen. Uh, choose one of the following. Did you grow closer to the team? If you did, explain what made you feel welcome. Give influence to a character and clear a condition of mark potential. Did you grow into your image of yourself? Explain why. You can shift your labels. Or did you somehow grow away from the team? In which case, you take influence away from another character. Uh, Jack. Uh, Jack grew into the own image of himself. Before I decide what label to shift, we forgot to do one earlier. Um, when when Jatat uh, and Jack did their triumphant celebration, because. You already had influence over me. You get to shift oh, my labels. I was supposed to shift your label. That's right. My bad. All right. So let's see. So at that moment, um, geez, finishing up that triumphant celebration of going through the danger room, I would have. I I almost want to say giving him another danger and one less freak. Does that does that feel right? Your your powers to me seem normalized, but your ability to use them and how dangerous you are felt felt right. So you kind of broke up during that. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I would uh uh give you one more danger and turn down freak one uh your your power set like your ability to use the powers uh didn't seem as uh, as abnormal like you're growing into them being less freaky and more like they're just part of who you are but your how you use them makes you more dangerous so that, that's that's how i translate that in my head so i would take your danger to a four and freak zero okay uh my danger cannot go to a four so i have to no? reject your influence Oh, no, no, the scale only goes negative two to three. Okay. Um, but no, like if that's that makes perfect sense that that's how you would that's how that interaction would have went. Um, so I have to reject your influence. Let's see what happens. Oh, that's still a hit. Ten. So. And so Jatat marks another condition. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's actually that's literally not one of the options. No, no, thank so God. <laughs> um, hey, hey, God, he's on his way. Five hours. Jatat's got all five conditions. That <laughs> passes out. Let's see, I didn't. I didn't immediately act to prove you wrong. So I can't do that one. I mean, we could um, do the whole Mulligan thing, and now that uh, Jazz knows that he can't shift your labels up that way, just pick a different label. Yeah, do the second half of the session over, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, like does it does another shift make sense? You can also uh, choose not to shift the label. You can just be like, yeah, I plus zero both ways. You can just like I can find the labels where they are. There's nothing saying you have to move them just because you have the option to. Hmm. Okay. I was gonna say my other thought was to um go down one freak and plus one savior. Okay. I like that. Because it was his idea to come in and do the training. Um to make sure that, you know, not only was it just him training to be better himself, but also encouraging me to come in and train with him. So Okay. Um so with that, I think that uh this like slower like this this kind of more more tame approach to to negotiating uh kind of helped help solidify the way that jack is and i think that's going to take his mundane up by one and his freak down right all right so that resolves both of your moves yes all right so now you were close to the team, grow into your image yourself, or grow away from the team. Did you say Val? Yes. Okay, sorry. I got the Al part, but then I'm like, shit, there's like two other options. Three of us. Okay, so I grew closer to the team again, because again, I've still been having like the time of my life. And um let's see who um So it says explain who made you feel welcome. Um, I'm wondering if I can like alter that because I'd actually like, so I'm torn, right? Because you have like Jatot with his cute peeps and then you have Cal who like was my partner in crime again. But then like, I really gained a lot of respect for Jack um, today because even while he was like growing as himself, like I thought he was, even though I hate authority, I thought he was pretty damn cool because, you know, I think we're all close enough now that we were all kind of in it together. So, like, it it didn't feel like this massive burn that this dude has power over me. It was more like we're, <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> we're conspirators in crime and <laughs> what have we got to do to make this work is what we got to do. So, I think I want to go ahead and give it to, to Jack. Okay. It doesn't really matter because he already has influence. Oh no! Actually, did you no, take I, influence? No, I, I spent it. I spent it to give oh, you guilty. Oh, have it back. Good, awesome. So you get you get influence, and I think I get to clear my condition, my guilty. Because well, let's be honest, I don't really feel guilty. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now I officially don't feel guilty anymore. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Seems. Right, so uh, are you going to clear a condition or mark potential? I cleared a condition. I cleared my guilty condition you gave me. All right, awesome. Uh, Cal, same three questions. Cal's going to grow closer to the team uh, based on the training he did with Egon, the little crime he did with Val, uh, the nice chat he had with Jatat. Yeah, so I think I'm going to give... I, we did. We didn't really. He didn't really interact with Jack much, but seeing how he, um, 
handled the situation with uh, Zoltan without resorting to using his powers kind of gave Cal a little more perspective on things they can do um, as a team. So I think I'm going to give influence to Jack here and then mark potential. Like, I need my conditions. Thank you. Yeah, I need those. (laughs) They're mine. They're my emotional support conditions. My emotional support (laughs) conditions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Jata, same three questions. Okay, so I am going to say that I grew closer to the team. Um, And, yeah, I think also uh, Jack is got to be the man today. Um, Jack invited me to that training session, and then the way he handled the negotiations were just killer. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to award him influence that he then already has over me. So I guess he gets to move my labels here? I get to immediately shift your labels, yeah. Um... God, you went against General Mills so many times in this episode. <laughs> I did. Including quietly ignoring the contraband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got I, some of it too. I I think I think Jack is gonna I think Jack is gonna shift your danger up and your soldier down again. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, that's, and then finally, I'm oh, sorry. Yep. And oh, finally, and I get to clear know. condition. Sorry. Yep. Oh, yep. I forgot that part. Yeah, you probably want some of those clear for next time. Yeah. By the way, uh, the next episode is going to be our pen ultimate episode for the miniseries. Probably nonstop action from here. Excellent. Egon, same three options. Uh, I think I grew, um, uh, myself, because, um, even though there were a lot of, there were a lot of, um, I don't know, actually, it's either myself or it's the team, because I had a lot of one-on-one interactions with, uh, with Jatat and with Cal and with Prometheus, even though he's not in the team, he is the team, um, and Jack was just a baller. Um, so, but at the same time, a lot of it was focused in on his own personal growth. So I'm going to say myself, I grew into myself, my image of myself. And right, then, in that case, yep, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to just instruct you to probably do what you're about to say, which is which label you're shifting up and down. My options are shift are shifting labels, yes? Yes. Okay. Um I think I'm going to push I think I'm gonna push I always forget what the hell these labels are. <laughs> um, I think I want to move my danger. Hmm. 
Danger, danger. Danger, danger. Yeah, um, I I want to move my... Actually, I want to move my mundane down and my freak up. I think. Right. Yeah, you need to say danger one more time so I can go, danger! So yeah, I'll do that. I'm sitting here humming the danger mouse theme song every time someone says danger. <laughs> I just hit Mr. Grinch. I'm a colossal nerd. Since I'm since I'm growing into since I'm growing into myself, I'm sort of accepting more of this fact that I have these sort of I mean metronome like powers. I'm sort of like spinning a wheel and uh <laughs> I, I can yeah, I like I I really kinda am. The powers are kinda just all over the place. So um uh I am kind of a freak and I'm sorta of starting to uh accept that a little bit more. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freak high five. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and as for uh, as for um, influence, I think Jack's getting influence on me. Yep. Jack, so. MVP of this session. Yeah, yep. sure Stopped an actual war from happening. Before an actual war showed up. It's fine. He would have been good at that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I am... I am so surprised. Like I was so worried because his mundane is minus one. Thank God you, you guys had eight in the team pool, right? Yeah. That's so true. Like thank thank God I only Do rolled convince someone like once. Do we have? Uh, Do we still have all that in the team pool for this next encounter, or is that reset? If you know, if time I'm gonna go ahead and let it roll. Okay, because like you have like five hours. Like it's been a day. Like oh yeah, I'm okay yeah, with team pool. Yeah. Like okay, it's yeah. not like I'm doing a time skip. So yeah, you can just have this team pool, but we're not going to do the uh, we're not going to do like the team mechanics thing for this. Like this is just your team pool for the rest of the series. Anything you do to add to it? Cool, cool, cool. Sweet. That's that's fair. We have seven. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but these marked conditions, though, Jesus. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't do that. Did anybody do any of the things to clear a condition? Yeah, I was gonna say, I think we have things to... I don't remember what the things to clear conditions are. Right. Uh, so, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, even though... So, do, what conditions do you still have marked, Val? Oh, none for me. I was gonna help if somebody okay. needed help relieving one of theirs. Okay. Like, you did a thing to sacrifice your guilt. Uh, what conditions do you have, Cal, and do you want to get rid of them? Uh, Afraid, hopeless, and insecure. I feel like I might be able to convince to clear afraid just because Cal was pretty uh, silent and not willing to engage in the whole uh, Zoltan negotiation just because, you know, he was afraid of getting caught. When did um, you mark afraid in relation to robbing Zoltan? Because you uh, did flee I, from Zoltan's base, so... Oh, that is true. I did mark that when I, um... took Burn and uh, got the 7 and 9, I think. Yep, so I'm gonna go ahead and say you ran away after that, so you can go ahead and clear Afraid if you would like. Okay, and then I suppose I would also clear Insecure, because I also marked that at some point, and I, you know, helped Val steal candy and took foolhardy action without consulting the rest of the team. This is true. Yep, if you want, you can clear that one. Alright. I mean, technically right. hopeless, you know, like, you could have just, like, eaten your weight in candy. That's kind of like... 
I did eat a lot of candy. Off screen. <laughs> All right, uh, so Todd, what conditions do you have marked, and can we get rid of any of them? Uh, let's see. Ang- no, not angry. Afraid, guilty, and insecure. Uh, what did Jatat feel guilty about? So at the time, Jatat felt guilty about kind of fighting dirty against Jack and hitting him with the energy blast to the face to blind him. Yeah. Um, but it was all, you know, that was all in good nature, competitive spirit. So I don't think he still feels guilty about that. However, Jatat does still feel guilty about the fact that he's been kind of keeping secrets from General Mills. So I don't know if I could clear that. Like, the fact that I'm kind of letting my team play a little fast and loose with the rules to try and make sure that our ultimate objectives are being met, it's not necessarily sitting well with Jatad, but he's he's doing what he has to do to make things happen, right? So, but he does feel a bit guilty about that. So if you want to keep guilty, Mark, you feel that's appropriate, that is fine. I would posit the possibility that you did make a sacrifice by letting Jack take the lead on this mission when you said that was the best thing to do, even though you are the team leader. I was going to suggest that too. I was going to say that would actually be better reasons to clearing insecure. Uh, you think that was foolhardy to do that? No, no, no. So I think it was okay. a good thing, but it's that's definitely not something that an insecure person would do, right? Like if I was feeling insecure mm-hmm. about myself and my status in the team, I would still be trying to make sure that I'm taking lead and command. But I, I you know, Jatat uh, handing that off to Jack because Jack was probably better suited for that situation. That felt like a more confident situation to be, or confident step to take. Yeah, you can use that to clear one of those two conditions. Your choice. Okay, so yeah, I'll clear insecure with that. And that that just leave you with guilty. Guilty and afraid is what I've got left. Yeah, and Jatan doesn't run from much. In our five hours, do I have enough time to like try a comfort move on him and like go? That's true. You have the ability to take fear away. So you want to roll to. I will let you, just for the sake of the afraid condition, roll to unleash your powers to remove fear. Did you eat any peeps? Because if you ate any peeps, then you can clear angry because you broke something important. (laughs) 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 I am not angry. (laughs) No, I am not eating the peeps. They are my precious. I will become angry. (laughs) They are my special and I love them. I don't think I really helped you at all. So I'm rolling, and then I'm taking my negative one mundane out of that roll, right? Uh, no, it's well, at least your power is plus three. Oh, good, good. You're using your powers, not comforting. Okay, good. That's better. That's better because because <laughs> that puts me to six. <laughs> all right. Uh, does anyone want to help Val with their powers to get to a seven? I'll use. I'll uh, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear what happened besides what Marty was saying. Uh, was Ursa? Were you gonna? Yeah, use I, I, I can. I can use it. Okay. Right, yeah. So let's say Ursa helps by you by emulating uh, Susie's power and helping her make Jutat less afraid. Yeah. So that'll put you to a seven. So uh, one of the two of you can mark a condition, or I can tell you it's unstable or temporary. I can mark a condition. That's fine. All right. So Ur's going to take a condition or take one away from Tata. Yep. I'm going to mark. That one condition will be the only one you cannot clear based on today's activity. So yeah, that's I'm fine. I'm going to go through yours next. That's fine. I, th- that would be the only condition I have. All right. Cool, cool, cool. 
All right, so we do not need to go through clearing the conditions for EGOT then. No. All right, so that is today's math session. We will be streaming maths again in two weeks on September 3rd. Our normal time is 7 p.m. Eastern time, which is weird we do Eastern time, even though I'm the only person in the stream block that actually is in Eastern time, but a lot of our viewers probably are too. And by a lot of viewers, I mean my mom and grandma watch this. <laughs> <laughs> the most important viewers ever, by the way. True. Right. Uh, but we are not done streaming for the day. Uh, the Agents of Damcast at AODcast is going to be starting a stream of a bear-themed game for this fundraiser in about 20 minutes. We will be hosting them, but please feel free to jump at their channel if you like. Uh, either watch us or watch them. It it'll work out the same. Uh, we are just $100 away from maxing out our goal for $500 to help out Ursa and his family. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, before we end the stream, it's going to go through. And everyone, if you want to just, like, reintroduce yourself and what stuff you have, projects or teams, whatever you're in, that people should follow you on. Uh, I'll start with me just to get me out of the way. I'm Paul Kinter. I'm at pkinter13 on Twitter. But you mostly want to follow at Barred Rock Cafe. I manage that account. I, You know, that's why you're here. You probably follow Barred Rock Cafe if you're watching our stream. Hopefully, maybe. Uh, on the podcast, I play our Bard. And sometimes I DM stuff. And I DM this stream. Justin's also part of Bob Rock Cafe, but he does so much more. He's also been running all the stream today, and he's running more stream tomorrow. Justin, what else do you have to tell about yourself? Uh, oh, God, I actually don't have a lot coming up. Um, August has been kind of, a, kind of a dry month for me. I have, on next Wednesday, I will be continuing the playtest of Magi Knights. It's a Sentai and Magical Girl like 5e sort of thing. I'll be doing that over on Random Rhapsody's channel. And that's all I got. Other than that, Bard Rock Cafe, where I play a, li a liability of an old man. And sometimes a paladin of Santa. And sometimes a paladin of Santa. And, all right, Susie. I am so prepared this time. Let me just tell you this. Oh, this cool. is the, like, how many streams did it take for me to be prepared to say something? Okay, so I'm going to start with SassyGamers.com, guys. It's a gaming website for gaming minorities to give everybody a voice. Um, I love to see more, um, more of a variety out there. Um, so if anyone actually wants to contribute articles, they, these are opinion articles, guys. You can't really go wrong. How do you feel about a game? It could be tabletop games, you know, console games, PC games, doesn't matter. Um, if you're interested in that, email me at admin at sassygamers.com. The other thing, this one's more me, is sassyedits.com. I do editing and stuff like that. The only important thing is I wanted to show this. I'm a proud book auntie. Oh. One of, one of my authors, I have many authors, by the way, but several, like, so many of them are still in the, like, still in the process. But this, this guy right here, Dylan, it's reversed, but Dylan... That's right. McClintock. McClintock. Yeah. He got his physical copies. So I bought like three of them because, like I told you, I'm a proud book auntie. So, anyway. So, if you need any help with that, I got you. That's it. Hey, uh, Marty. So, uh, you can find me personally at on Twitter at Ball Martian uh, and Twitch at the same thing. Um, I am also. Uh, semi-frequent guest on bard rock cafe uh you can also find my actual play show wayfaring strangers 
uh, on Twitter at Wayfarer D&D Pod or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, new Wayfaring Strangers content coming next month. Um, we'll be doing one one shot a month in September and October, released over two weeks, so it gets a two shot. Um, and then the new season, the new campaign, will be starting later this fall. Um, also, my band, Winter Wayfarer, just released a single in, what was it, July? Yes, July. Uh, go check out Give and Take wherever you get your music. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, whatever other music platforms there are. I don't know. Those are the big three. Uh, more on the way soon. Stay tuned. And Marty said he's a frequent guest on Bard Rock Cafe. Marty's actually going to be our featured guest starting the second half of September. As he features new character Baragon Doubletail in both a flashback featuring about Armbar's backstory and then a uh, story arc featuring Baragon and Armbar in a tournament arc. Spoilers. Tournament arc! Tournament! So if you listen to Bard Rock Cafe, you're going to be seeing a lot of Marty for the rest of the calendar year. Yeah. So I hope you don't get sick of me really quick. I'm not sick of you yet. It's been a while, so. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Jazz. Try harder. <laughs> so yeah, first thing first, I just want to take a second to co-sign uh, uh, Marty's band Winter Wayfarers is legit. I, I've listened to a couple of their songs and I I do enjoy, man. So I I recommend please go out and check out their music. Um, but my name is Jazz. I play Fate on the Gimme the Loot podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at at GMDLcast. Uh, you can find us all everywhere where you listen to your podcast: Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, Gimme the Gimme the Loot. Um, and yeah, no, we are a group of five rando adventurers who got magically bound together at a fantasy truck stop trying to help out some lumberjacks. And then we all decided that, well, once we realized we were stuck with each other, we all decided to try and figure out how to get apart from one another. So uh, listen to the shenanigans we get into. There's a lot of them, uh, including me failing at uh, climbing ropes, which is why my DM came in to sabotage my characters today. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what we do. We've uh, got that. We've got our stream content that we do every well Monday nights now at 7.30. Um, so you can find us on Twitch, also at GMDLcast. Come check us out. We have fun. Awesome. And last, but certainly not least, uh, part-time editor for the Bard Rock Cafe and friend of the show, Ursa Bearwalker. Uh, my name is Ursa Bearwalker. As Paul already said, I'm part-time editor for Bard Rock Cafe. I also edit for CMDR Central every week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and to a much, much lesser extent, uh, Twitch, at Ursa Bearwalker. Um, you follow me on Twitter. Uh, 29.7% of people follow me on Twitter because of my hashtag shitty magic takes. So if you like shitty magic takes and a bunch of other uh, uh, just random nonsense posting, a lot of art posting lately, uh, been vibing the art community over the last month or so. There's been a lot of really good stuff being put out by folks. Um, just follow me. Um, if you like bears, I post a lot of bear stuff, bear memes, all good stuff. So. Uh, once again, we are also fundraising for Ursa's family because of some stuff that happened last week, medical emergency for the family. So we are 400 out of $500. Uh, you would do, we can donate just that little bit. I know Ursa said there's another GoFundMe that if he exceeds the $500, he's going to donate another member of the Magic the Gathering community. Uh, we, uh, so if, you, if we exceed $500, that money will still be going to a good cause. Ursa's family will have what they need. 
we are wrapping up our stream for the day, but please go over to AODcast. They're starting in about 15 minutes. Uh, and have a good night, and we will start streaming again on our channel tomorrow around 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, I have I have a couple things to say kind of on that note. Okay. Uh, first off, we'll continue to be live for the next 15 minutes or so, playing the wonderful lo-fi tunes of Dungeon Glitch. Oh, I meant to prove that, yeah been very kind to give us access to uh, a very large chunk of their category. You can find their music pretty much anywhere you get stuff, so Spotify, Apple Music, etc. And also, I have a, a I have a message here from Hoshi, who will be running the Agents of Damned stream here in 15 minutes. Fair warning, I'm drunk as fuck right now. I just got done <laughs> DMing a home game, so I got fucking lit. <laughs> I know how the rest of my night's gonna go. Oh man! So you can either hop on over there and wait for it to start. You can uh, stay with us right here. Uh, as soon as they go live, I'm just gonna raid them. So uh, if you stay here, you get music and then also good content. <laughs> Perfect. That's dope. <laughs> Free taxi service to the to the correct channel. I love yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is pretty cool, actually. That's a good feature. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and if you enjoyed what you saw here today, we will be continuing the mass stream for our penultimate episode two weeks. Labor Day weekend, September third. Oh, let me make sure I'm recording. Oh yeah, we're doing more. We're doing more charity stuff tomorrow too. Yeah, I already plugged that. Okay, cool. I was doing other things. <laughs> Yep. I, I think we plugged everything. I almost forgot Dungeon Glitch. Thanks for the catch. I meant to plug him. Yeah. Dungeon Glitch is also going to be appearing in our Halloween special in October. One of the only episodes coming out the rest of the year that doesn't have Marty in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Is that a selling point? <laughs> Marty was almost in it, actually. Marty's like, can I join? I'm like, I filled the roster already. I was like, can I join? Halloween's my birthday. <laughs> no. No, we'll you in post. Thinking. It's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll give, I'll give you the Baragon. We he recorded a Baragon pre and post roll. I'll just add him to that. Unless, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean that's easy enough. <laughs> anyway, we've been doing this for too long. Uh, I had a blast, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody here is wonderful. This was an amazing session. Uh, yeah. we're we're gonna go and relax now. Yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. My throat is tired. Yeah. <laughs> Nose candy. <Right>. Bye. <laughs> sugar. Booger sugar. <laughs>